everybody. Welcome to Game Punches Podcast, episode 171 for Saturday, December the 24th, 2016. Game Punches is the most regressive and ponderous video game podcast. Save the rebellion! Save, Save the dream! Uh, on the internet, um, my name is Steve, or so Guerrero! <laughs> my name is John. Guerrero! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, correction, it is Saturday the 24th, not Sunday the 24th. That's what I get for trying to bring in Forrest but Whitaker. But those two days are just, it's Christmas weekend. Forrest Whitaker. Mon Mothma. Yes. Two actors. Mon, Mon Mothma's lazy eye. Both have a lazy eye. I'm just it's saying. It's a great episode of our show. Yep, it is. I'm saying there's two lazy eye actors. Maybe that's, maybe they're setting something up like a big Make it... saga thing. Yep. Make America great again. Make make lazy eyes great again. <laughs> make the galaxy great again. Yeah, there you go. Uh, okay, uh, so yeah, it's a show it's about video games. We should probably talk first off. Okay, so um, what two, two, three hours ago, Carrie Fisher apparently had a heart attack reported on airplane, got carted off. Uh, she's in some hospital now. She was in critical. She is now stable, which means she's now ceased trying to die. But that doesn't mean she's out of the woods, so... Come on, princess. In, in the recovery, yeah. You can do this. Unless Please. I've missed the, new, the latest, I haven't checked like, in the last 30 minutes. No, I think, yeah. It's That was a report from, like, uh, her brother or something like that. Right. So uh, anyway, yeah, she I just, is the I'm excited to see, <laughs> see her stay, make stay, it. Up till, <laughs> stay up till midnight on New Year's and watch 2016 die in a fire. Oh, God, I really want to see that. Seriously, what a fucking year it's been, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, we went to Disney this year. That was cool. Oh but yeah. Overall, Me I mean, I also had a uh, another child. That was a great right. thing. Yeah, that <laughs> happened. Um, but you know, my wife had this horrible fucking surgery. Um, we flooded the bathroom. Well, my daughter did rather, and had to rip all that shit up. Um, all kinds of oh, had, uh, our washing machine just died. I had to repair a washing machine, which I don't well recommend done. you do that. But I did. Oh. Um, yeah, all kinds of horse shit's gone on. This year, We've lost some, uh, lost some great, great actors. Yeah, great famous people. And Lemmy. Oh, was that yep. last year? Uh, was Lemmy last year or was that David was December, Bowie? wasn't it? Oh yeah, they were close, right? Lemmy and David Bowie. Yeah, some brains. No, but Snape. Snape, Snizapes. Yeah, we lost Snape. I keep thinking Bowie. that we've also lost um, Jeremy Irons when we haven't. No, he was actually <laughs> just promoting Assassin's Creed on a lot of podcasts. <laughs> Is he really? Jeremy yeah. Irons? I didn't even know mm-hmm. he was in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Yeah, he's the guy running uh, the Witcher place that has the Animus. Oh, oh, oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> whatever, mm-hmm. whatever they're called. Yeah. Screed. Uh, yeah. Good old Screed. I don't think good it's going to be that good. I'm just... Screed. It's, it feels like we're trying Let's to overcompensate go. with PR. That's what it feels like. I don't know. Uh, it'll probably be kind of fun. But. I guess we'll see. We will see. All right, anyway. So but it's PG-13. Like, I mean, that's, you know. can only be but so good. Did you see the tr- the teaser trailer for uh, Blade Runner? Blade Runner 2049? I, I, I did. I did. I mean, it wasn't much to go on, but what are your, th- your initial thoughts there? It's got Han Solo. <laughs> Han Solo's in it. You know, I was yeah. thinking this poor fucking Harrison Ford. I mean, he had a good run there, but now he's just coming back as like, hey, I used to do this thing, and now I'm I'm dying, and I won't be in anymore, and you're gonna do it instead of me. You know what I mean? Over-under that he's killed off in this movie. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. Right. I mean, I re- think 
And you know that they're, they're, he's supposed to do another Indiana Jones. Do you think he's going to die in that one too? I think he has to. All three. He's like, he's like, he's like I'm done. Here, I'm, I don't want you to expect me in any more of these movies that you think I'm so famous for. I do not want to do them anymore. Kill me off, and we'll do one more sequel and kill me in all of them. I mean, he even <laughs> says it in the teaser trailers, like I used to do what you do, or something like that. They're like, no, I don't anymore, or something. Yep. I don't know. It's like, is he? That must really hit the old ego after a while when the only kind of casting calls you're getting is, hey, can you play yourself that's old and busted so you can hand <laughs> off to the new and improved every time? Like, How would you like times? to be the president again? <laughs> but. <laughs> Get off my plane. No. So it, <laughs> this time we're actually going to have you just in a, in a convertible. <laughs> and some guy's going to jump on you. You're like, Get off my car. <laughs> Get out of my parking spot. <laughs> Get off my shoelace. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, awesome. That's fun. Anyway, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, glad so far. Not of the woods, but so far so good. It's a good thing. Yeah, I'm glad we don't she need any more. Yeah, don't need yeah, more of that. I do not. And I don't know, for some reason, this really hit me hard. I was like, no. Yeah. No, yeah. not Princess fucking Leia. Don't take nope. her, man. She's ridiculously nope. awesome. Don't take her. All right. She's young. She is young. I, no, she's not. But whatever. You know, we've all been young ones. Uh, Isn't she sixty? That's not that's not that old. It, well, now I am forty. No, it's not old at all. <laughs> um, but when I was yeah, twenty, that was fucking old. <laughs> and Harrison Ford's like seventy-two. Dad, that bitch is like forty-five. Oh, seventy-four. Seventy-four, man. Seventy-four. Unbelievable. <laughs> but was it two years ago? Seventy-two, plane crash, and he's like, like "Get me. off me, plane." Yeah. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Get off my leg. <laughs> so I got Star Wars to record. Yeah, exactly. And then Millennium Falcon, get off my ankle. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's such a fucking stud. Amazing. Uh, so good. Yeah, it is. All right. So, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. so that's that's out of the way. Well, speed, Carrie Fisher, you can get this done. We believe in you. Trust yep. in your heart. Believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, general. General. Um, speaking of princesses, Star Wars is, 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 and princesses and layers, um, we figured because there's just two of us and we've both seen Rouge One uh, very recently. Mm-hmm. Um, Moulin uh, Rouge One. Moulin Rouge One. Um, uh, then we should probably talk a lot about it because we want to talk a lot about it. So there will be a spoiler infused open, free flowing conversation about Rouge One right after we've done the rest of the show I think. So um, it, the show's not going to take that long because there's only two of us and I really haven't been playing much of anything so Yeah, not too it much doesn't look like you have either. either. Um, and a couple of these are just like one sentence mentions just to have content right. but um, yeah what we'll do is we'll do a normal show and then we are going to play a bit of our normal outro as a buffer so when you hear Roll the Changes and you haven't seen Rogue One, time to roll on out of the show. Oh, I see what you did there with mm. the words. That's clever. That's clever. Because <laughs> um, yes. we were going to spill the Rogue One cup on the we, table. We are. It's It'll be on the table. Um, there are no other lyrics I can use in that joke. I, yeah. Not at all. I usually don't listen to the song fully anymore. So right. like, uh, today, John, I'm drinking some more Stella Artois. There you go. Oh, I don't I have a it. beverage over here because I have to be at work at 8 a.m. tomorrow. <laughs> You know, Christmas, right? You got any uh, any plans apart from working? Well, get out at three. That's not bad. Such a short day. And then, uh, yeah, just at that point, it's just all family from there. 
family stuffs, yeah. spend Christmas morning home, and then to families after that, and then uh, yeah, and then working on Monday. <laughs> I go back on Tuesday, but whatever. Mm-hmm. But hey, it's casual, casual clothes all week. Oh, <laughs> look at that! Hey, thanks. Sweatpants and wine shirts. <laughs> 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 the old wooden flip flops that I bought at Seven uh, Eleven. Oh, nice! That's mm. good. Um, okay, yeah. So that's what's going to happen. Yeah, Christmas. I, I love Christmas. I'm, I'm. I love Christmas, and it's not because it's like I'm not into it for all the the presents and shit. I just like the magic of it. I just like the magic of it. I don't know why. I just do. And I know it's commercial as shit, and it's it's very fake in a lot of areas, but. You know, in, in the corners, there's some goodness in there. Um, and I do enjoy this time of year, especially now I've got kids. It's a lot more kind of bouncy and jovial of a season. Right, there's the the sort of uh, observation and payoff in their delight and all that stuff. Exactly, and you got, you're got doing the whole planning mission, and then, you know, your execution of said plan, and then mm. seeing the results on that. Your present's also for daddy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So... Yeah, but I mean, I tell you what, though, I have been dropping the ball on Elf on a Shelf this week. It's been rough. It's been rough. Magical Eric, no, Magical Fred, which is his name, apparently. Okay. Magical Fred hasn't moved in three days. (laughs) Like, like, well, it's because everyone keeps looking at him. I I don't know. I don't know what you Uh, want to tell you. Stop looking at him. I'm telling you, the good excuse is. did you get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom or anything? Like, he might have been trying to move then, and he just right. wasn't sure. Well, you see, the thing is, because because the missus has been recovering from her surgery, she's been, on certain nights when she can't get in the bed, she's been sleeping in the Lazy Boy, because that's the only thing she can get in and out of, like, easily. <laughs> so, like, she's been, like, sleep- and it's in the living room, of course, and so I've been using that as an excuse. He won't move if anyone's around at night, and so she's essentially kept him, like, you know, time-locked. Mm-hmm. In this one location, so like, cannot observe my magic. No, exactly, and you know that's because he's he's kind of magic shy. So actually, that has worked for us. <gasps> there he is, an asshole. Oh, yours is a, <laughs> yours is a easy blowing a bubble. What's going on there? He's like that's the old old timey old timey cheeky old, smile. Look at the cheekies. <laughs> yeah, we got a we got a winter coat for him last year. Oh, nice. Oh, waste of money, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, last night he was sitting up near my Death Star light and my uh, Vader helmet. Very nice. Is it, is it a real Vader helmet? Yeah. Like you can put it on? Yeah. It's like you do. Can you put it on? <laughs> I just want to take a screenshot if you can squeeze it onto your face. Oh, this is what. Look at this. Hang on. This is amazing. Oh. Stop moving. Hang on. Boop. I don't know what that was, but. Okay, cool. It's too dark. Alright. <laughs> Thanks. Good radio. That was my fault. <laughs> that was... Right. <laughs> Let's never do that again. I'm sorry. Like. <laughs> I put the headphones on it. <laughs> Could have done everything from there. Be careful not to choke on your aspiration. <laughs> Don't force the issue. <laughs> I'm hold on, I'm tangled. Another Disney reference there. 
right, we're good. good. That's good. We're good. good. Game on. Game on. Game on. Okay, so let's move yeah, I was going to use the force to do it, but it's kind of yeah. like the elf on the shelf. I can't. You can't do it if no one's looking. Well, I'm, yeah. I was staring at you, and you get stage fright with the force. Yeah, I'd have to go back to the North Pole. <laughs> get to get more, <laughs> more magic. Um, Something like that. Yeah. Because I've been naughty. All right, let's get right into it. Let's get right into it. What have we been playing? John, what have you been playing? I have been playing... Uh, all right, so I finished Deadlight. This is one of the ones on my uh, Dirty 30 list. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was like, like... What? How old is that? Okay, I saw it's that. It's not incredible. Like it was at the last... No, it was in the, the last... Uh, kind of the last push of the 360. It was in that last little end of life of the 360 time. Xbox Live Arcade, but they did come out with a director's cut on Xbox right. One. Yeah. Um, I believe I did have it on 360, but then I got the one. I can't remember if I ever. I didn't ever finish it on that, but it was like crazy cheap at one point on uh, Xbox One, so I picked it up and wanted to finish it. Um, I think it's only about four hours, but it is really good. It's, so it's a sort of side scroller uh, platformer based in the zombie apocalypse. Uh, so a little bit of survival mixed into it. I, uh, I interviewed those guys mm -hmm. um tequila studios or something um yeah i interviewed those guys for game right once oh nice a long time ago Ooh, and a galaxy far away <laughs> in boston <laughs> <laughs> a long time ago in a city that was freezing slightly cold. northeast yeah, yeah it's kind of cold a lot of lakes canals not lakes canals yeah a lot of water there water mm. Uh, where it's the not a very good, the, good game, though. Is uh, it? No, I loved it. Really? It's a yeah. It's a it's just a really well done. Um, I mean, kind of same vein of like Shadow Complex. You know that sort of, you know, platforming your way up on things. Uh, kind of puzzly. Sometimes you don't realize what you got to do. Like right. you got to figure out something to shoot or slingshot or whatever. But um, yeah, really well done. Enough times of like uh, I remember one part where I have to jump into some water that's about waist deep. So I can only walk kind of slow, and then a couple of zombies get up, and then you're like, uh, "Go, go, go, go!" Right, <laughs> and you like, no, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the demo that I played again 20 years ago, it seems there was an awful lot of like, "Oh, you're being chased," and you got to do a jump at the right time so that they all fall in a hole or something, or you yeah. got to make it to a fence and climb it before they catch. Yeah, like some, a some lot of those of, timing things with the traps and like stuff. Like they're hot on your heels stuff. You can whistle, so like if you're on top of a car and there's a bunch of them, you can whistle so they all come over to the car and then you jump over them and run away. Oh. Um, a lot of really, really cool ideas and mechanics for that, but I had a lot of, a lot of fun with that one. It was a good one. There's a little story to follow, one of those little sort of finding your family sort of things. Um, but no, it was good. Didn't you have like a gumshoe detective voice thing in it as well well don't they all well yeah true. the kid got up <laughs> <laughs> oh dude did you see that bastion on the xbox one is out and it's like free is it really yeah boy. oh yeah i heard about that actually yeah i can only have that on so many platforms <laughs> oh dude yeah tell me about it but you know what it's been so long since i played it and you know plus it's got a special place in my heart because the music you know and that's how this show yeah. started with the music tis a good one it is a good one tis the season also yeah uh, uh, also started the uh, Batman a Telltale series. Batman. Batman. Man Bat. Bat. Batman. 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 Man. Um, Bat Batman. <laughs> I have this one actually on iPhone, um, which is good because it's just something I can play anywhere, and it's also on my list <laughs> of things to finish. That reminds me. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. uh, but so far, so good. The newer, I think I mentioned this last episode, but the newer um, engine's really good for the Telltale stuff. Um, 
it's almost a little more 3D, but still does really well with the cell shading. Um, it does look like a slightly better engine with some more shading, maybe. Yep. Yeah, it's just a little, uh, almost a little more depth in a way. Um, but yeah, so far so good. It's, I'm not. I'm probably close to the end of the first episode. I think they just actually released the final one last week. Um, I it's a little bit. Get this with Telltale, right? Okay, so Telltale. Mm-hmm. They send me an email to my personal email address, right? Saying, "Hey." Which is no, <laughs> and and it's basically oh yeah, there's the new Walking Dead seasons out. Here's your press press releases and for for review copies, you know, here's the email address, blah 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 blah. And it's just like a big kind of you know announcement. The way we get those, mm-hmm. um, and so I sent an email out from our podcast account saying, "Hey, good luck with the game. Send us a review code, thanks." Haven't heard back from them, but in the meantime, they sent my personal account. Just a courtesy code. Not even a review code, just a courtesy. Here, have a, have a code for the entire season. <laughs> nice. So, I don't know why Telltale always sends me these, but they do. That's I mean, fine. I'm not complaining. They're a, good, they're a good company. They are a good company, and they look after me. Which Gary Widow did uh, some writing on the first season of um, The Walking Dead game. Oh, the first one? The first season, yeah. I think he did, maybe it was just one episode, I can't remember, but oh, he did I, some writing. I hope it was The Cannibal uh, one. That was my favorite. And then, uh, you, not of the show, of the game. Yeah, that's what I mean. The, the, yeah. There was that oh, episode yeah, 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 yeah. in that house. Yep. I I think, was about. it two or three? I think it might have um, been two. Gary Witta also did some Rogue, Rogue One. One. And he also so. did uh, Denzel Blind, Denzel... Uh, Book of Eli. Thank you. I was going to say, is it Bible? I think, no. Uh, no, I don't know. Yes. Bible Washington. Bible. Bible Washington. <laughs> Washing beard. User 12. Washing beard. Oh, shit. There's, there's all kinds of crack of a crack talking on our uh, on our Slack. Our Slack's blowing up. It's like, is it? Yeah. Um, I got a couple things on that, but. Um, yeah, so what else? So, yeah, the Batman one's pretty good so far. Um,. You know, not too much to really say about it. They do a good job with the Bruce Wayne Batman balance. The combat's pretty fun. Um, the normal tricks and tech are there. So cool to see how that one goes. It's supposed to be an original, uh, a new story, not based off of like a comic arc or anything like that. Uh, that's I've been reading a lot of Batman comics too. <laughs> so fully invested in that right now. Right. Uh, but aside from that, uh, puts more time into Wolfenstein: The New Order. The uh, new, oh yeah, that's right. You did them. The yeah, it's right. a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. That's a good game. Really I, well done. It Just, was. I really enjoyed it, but I, I still like Old Blood better. Well, yeah, it's because it has that whole the zombie and the post-apocalyptic, and like when he gets the shotgun, he's trying to saw it off, and then there's a zombie coming, and he looks up, looks down, starts sawing quicker. <laughs> yeah, it's a little, it's a little, uh, little humorous. It's got a little movie pastiche going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I like the sense of place. I like the whole thing that it was, it's just in Castle Wolfenstein. Oh, and this village that's right next to it. But apart from that, I mean, you yeah, go from the catacombs dense. all the way up to the towers and that crazy bridge shit and the uh, cable verticality. cars and oh, so good verticality. Um, yeah, verticality. Mm-hmm. Um, Name of the game. But this one's pretty fun. A lot of cool little set pieces. I mean, it's always fun to be able to play around with the stealth. I actually recorded a clip from last night. Um, I randomly saw. The uh, the captain guy across the way, and I was like, and there's only one, so I took out a throwing knife, and I took my time aligning it and just whoop. <laughs> took him out. Yep, 
Nice. Yeah, that's well done. That's, that's on the. Well uh, it's a little on the. Uh, it's on the Xbox, Xbox capture. Yeah. It's a lot so that was a fun to Capture on the Xbox. Yeah. But you know what? Xbox it's... record that. <laughs> right. You or double click an X. Yeah, but you know what? For a while there, I was. Uh, I'd set my Xbox record that duration to five minutes, <laughs> and. <laughs> That's fun, but you know what? Your uh, your OneDrive fills up pretty quick. <laughs> I'll say yeah, that. I'd much. imagine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so still talking about that. That's one that also is on my list that I'm trying to go through. I think it's only about a 12-hour game anyway, so it's not gonna take too long. This is an my... interesting one here. This, what's this? What's what? This this last game on your list here. Oh yeah, I'll tell you. It's just more of a, 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 a interesting complaint thing to bring up. Um, but anyway, so yeah, Wolfenstein's on the on the. Uh, the Dirty 30 list as mm-hmm. well. So I've decided I'm going to tackle the shorter games first. Clever. And then it feels like I've done a lot. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then I'm going to look at Inquisition and Witcher 3 and go, what have I done? Whoa, whoa. Uh, that's right. It'll be fun. But yeah, the last one. So Burnout Paradise uh, hit free on Xbox as back, and it's backwards compatible. It's part of least. I always like those games because you're just crashing and stuff like that, right? Yeah. So I was like, let me fire it up see what I remember. You can't start driving in that game until like 10 minutes after you load it. Really? It's like, by this developer and this company, and you're pressing X, and you're like, just skip, just, just skip, skip, please skip. And then you say, new game. And then it's just got like this thing where it's overviewing the map, and this guy's like, you're going to have fun racing. And like, it's the whole thing, and you're like, okay, yeah, can I just, I don't want to drive. Can I just drive? No. And it just takes forever. And then you think you're about to drive, and it's showing you the back of the car, and then it's like, if you look over here, you can do this. And look, I'm like, I. I fucking hate right trigger, that. right trigger to drive. I know. It's the Left worst. trigger for the most amazing thing in the world, but right trigger to drive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, It'd be great if that was in complaint. every single game ever. <laughs> that's just kind of my complaint, and I'm wondering if it's just the test of time, right? Like we didn't know any better in the beginning, so we're like, yeah, it's gonna be fun. Okay, that's how I play. Awesome, that's good. But then now with like everything else, you just turn on your you turn on your Xbox, and you just it's still paused. <laughs> You're just gonna yeah, so you know good. what I mean? Yeah, I got, I'm spoiled for that shit now as well. Like. At the beginning, like when the one and the four came out, like they had, they didn't do hibernation mode very well at all. Like that, that was partially implemented. Sometimes it would crash the game. Sometimes yeah. it wouldn't be implemented. I'll tell you, Skyrim doesn't do so well with that hibernation mode. <laughs> what doesn't? Skyrim. Skyrim, really? The new one, yeah. It works I mean, okay for me. It might have fixed in like a recent patch, but I remember like the first week or so. And I remember when I finished, I was just in the middle of the woods on a horse. Right. And then I loaded it later on, and then the horse was going under the ground, up on the ground, under the ground, up on the ground, and just, like, oh, just bouncing all over the place. So and it wasn't fixing itself, so I just uh, saved it, closed it out, reloaded it, and it was fine. But Beautiful. I walked around like it for a while because it was funny. And there was actually an enemy that popped out chasing me, and he just couldn't get me because it was underground, above ground. So good. i tell you what, but, that game... I'm still loving the hell out of that game, even though like the missions aren't even aren't remotely like the story and the missions are they're they can't even touch Witcher, really. I mean, for for the juiciness of of, of the story or anything. Oh yeah, because you have these mini fun. you have these mini literal stories. Oh yeah, each one. like yeah. when you go to the like the Red Baron, which I'm still haven't gotten past that part amazing, yet. Anyway, um, but yeah, you're learning about what's going on with that, and that's a whole story arc almost where. In Skyrim, it's just like you just learn about okay, I gotta go do this and kill this person or steal this thing or tell them to give me money. <laughs> right, or you're just like, hey, can you kill this guy at the bottom of this uh, this tunnel thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, got it. And that's it. No twists. No nothing. Can I keep his money? 
You got it. Okay, all right then. Um, Yeah, there's really not much diversity in those stories, but I mean, still fucking fun as hell. It's really immersive. All right. Dagrounds. It's me. It's my turn. Tell me about Battlezone VR. So, Battlezone. um, How are the graphics? The, it's got good graphics, John. Good it's got graphics. Good graphics. Um, it's colors. Uh, so, yeah. So it's a VR game, obviously. And it's Battlezone VR. It's a version. That, you know, we all know what old Battlezone is, right? It's the old Atari, you know, vector graphics tank thing. But, it's like solitaire. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's just like uh, Space Invaders, but like, it's it's, like Minesweeper. <laughs> they um. But they did a lot of cool stuff with the VR elements. So, like, uh, they put you in this massive tank, like, in this huge kind of cockpit. you got plenty of room to stretch out. And there's, like, little readouts. And it's all very simplistic, though. They keep... Spoiler here, you're actually still in your living room. That's why it feels like there's a lot of room to stretch out. Ah, that's what it is. VR. That's what it is. It's it's hard to sell. And and then you got, like, the shields kind of coming all the way around your uh, like just these metal slats going all the way covering your entire pod thing um, and then you know okay let's start and then the, like they kind of peel back and you see this world outside these windows cool. it's really really well done It you get because it's not cramped like X-Wing um, or you know, and it's it, the, the, the that's because you're playing in your closet right exactly with the light <laughs> off um, yeah. uh, and it's not like um Framey and like nausea inducing, like Eve or anything. Um, it it just feels roomy and it's just a real pleasure. I, I can't quite put my finger on exactly why it's awesome, why why it's better to play as a VR experience than other games that are like it, where you're in a thing. Because mm-hmm. there's an awful lot of you being in a thing moving around. Because of course you can't run around your living room, um, so you know they get around that by cockpit games are generally where where it's all at. So you're always in a thing that mm-hmm. moves um, and that's where your nausea comes in if the frame rate's not great enough but dude it's, this thing is smooth it is a hell of a lot of fun and again I don't have a pro but I've heard on the pro this thing just screams and it's so sharp um, I mean it's, it's kind of soft and blurry like everything is on the PSVR right now but um, it's just really enjoyable it's like a nice simplistic kind of goal oriented thing it's like you've got to make your way like you start a new campaign kind of thing and your campaign will consist of it's, it's a big kind of hexagrid and you start over on one side you've got to kind of hit each hexagrid thing in turn and you've got to beat that arena and the, the arenas will have different kind of goals or whatever but uh uh, you know, sometimes it'll be like a capture and defend. It'll be a take over this. It'll be a repair these things. Or it'll just be straight up team deathmatch or a one versus you know thirty or whatever. And then they'll say, but when they start sending flying, t- you know, flying things and tanks and turrets, and you're having to aim up and down and track things and switch weapons to which ones work best for which things. Um, and it layers on these real simple concepts and these simple mechanics that all feel really good and responsive. Like it's very simple. Um, all, all to serve this kind of arcadey experience, but very immersive arcadey experience. Uh, I just think that they they hit the nail on the head. It's a really, really enjoyable thing. And the only reason I picked it up because I'm not really into paying sixty bucks for VR games right now because that's fucking that's stupid money. Until they start making some solid products, mm-hmm. 
right now I'm kind of it seems to be an awful lot of novelty and experience side experience shit going on which I'm not particularly happy about um, and it, it seems like an add-on kind of thing which they really need to get out of this because if this is the way it's going to go people that have it are going to sell it and people that don't have it ain't going to get it and that's just the way things are going to go you got to make it more appealing the initial wow factor is kind of wearing off on VR now a lot of people have it. It's sold very well. Sold better than Oculus or Vive, but of course the market base is there and the price is right. But if they don't start making compelling products soon that are like full experiences that just are VR because they have to be, rather than right. they're VR because they could get away with it kind of thing, then yeah, people are going to lose interest real quick. Um, but yeah, this thing is hits all the right notes for me. I love it. It's got the crazy Tron visuals. It's got the cool Tron soundtrack style thing. It's really good. Nice. And, and the other day they they um they uploaded a it was free and it's like the original classic skin thing. So it's like you, the inside of your tank is still the same, but outside it's just that black and green grid. With the you know triangle mountains in the background and the it's all oh, nice. you know the vector graphics, um, and oh, it looks really hard on that one. It's yeah, it's <laughs> no, it's surprisingly it's very smooth. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, it, it, I'm having a lot of fun with it, and there's not really much more to say about it other than they've actually. This is one of the few examples of a VR experience done well, and it's long enough. To justify the price point, it would justify it at sixty, but I only got it because it was on sale up for forty, which that's definitely the right price for that. Um, nice. So yeah, that's that. Moving on, finished Last Guardian. All right. Did I mention that I'd finished it on the last show, or was had I was I still in the middle of it? I think I was still in the middle of it. I think right? you were close to the end, or um, like you were. Yeah, you were. You were good, but I don't oh, think you. Oh no, that's right. It. I thought I was, but I was only actually about halfway through. Right. That's so, what it was. <laughs> it takes forever. Um, so, yeah, I remember all these problems I had with it. Like, it's super framey, and it's just uh, ugly to play sometimes. It's unresponsive, and it's like glue, and it's too sticky, and all this other stuff. Um, all that aside, um, I wasn't kidding when I said that, you know, even despite these problems, this is a Game of the Year contender. Mm -hmm. This is my Game of the Year. Oh, this is number one. Spoiler. This, yeah. It's, it's just, you know, this there hasn't been another thing out this year that has... Was it a cat? <laughs> um, so there's not been a single game this year that has got me, like, like you know, really kind of got me in the old cockles, warm the cockles. Um, I, nothing's hit me like that since fucking Ico, Shadow Colossus. I mean, you name it, that it's still there, and it kind of sounds cheesy, but it's really... It's so insanely emotionally powerful. I, I can't even... I can't get get the words around it right. I just can't do it justice. It the ending is one of the most kind of uh, soulful, like uplifting and just powerful. Oh, just it's a locomotive of emotions, man. It just and it's just so fucking good, and it delivers again and again and again and again. Um, yeah, I, they they did a smart thing, which is like they mimicked a pet. Right and a child and a child and a pet bond that you know the, the sky's the limit on where you, you can tug at heartstrings on that forever. Um, the implementation nice. is where the magic is, and they really did a fantastic job. 
uh, of everything except <laughs> the optimization of the actual experience of playing the fucking thing because it's a bear. Um, if that controlled well and the frame rate was solid and if it had those things going for it, this would this would be in my maybe this would be in my top eight of all time. Wow. Um, actually, didn't I say it was in my top five? I think I already said something along those lines. It's it's powerful magic, dude. I, I can't get my head around how amazingly well it, it, they delivered on this whole kid, kitty dragon thing, Bond, emotion, music. Oh, so everything's just so fucking good. Um, it's like the so, best parts of both of the, you know, Colossus and Ico. They've stuck it all together. And that's, so what if you never played those? If you never played those, it doesn't really matter. I mean, you're just going to have this experience. I mean, the thing is, you might be like, who the fuck plays these things? Or those just like so awfully implemented. But, you know, the the if you've never played the others, you're not losing anything. It's not like there's a story that continues. It's just the aesthetic's the same. And it's by the same development house that has a very, very strong singular voice that you can always tell what's theirs right mm. uh, but i mean you know the story the environment the the everything about it's you know even even the similar mechanics the way you do them the implementation the button, button presses versus holds things like that they're different to kind of complement what that game is for example shadow of the colossus was you had to hold that button down for the grab right and it was like a uh, you'd kind of run out of energy to hold it after a while your grab right, right, would run right. off. Um, so that was part of the mechanic of staying on, on top of this thing. Now, you just jump at him, at the cat dragon thing, and he'll just grab fur, and he's on there. And then you just kind of move him around. Um, and once you're on him, you won't fall off. Um, because, you know, if you had to do that every single time, because you need to be on that fucking cat for about 60% of that game, <laughs> if not more. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if they didn't kind of go easy on that particular element of it, it would have been unbearable. Um yeah, but I, I, overall, I couldn't be happy with that. Well, I could <laughs> if they fix the frame rate. Of course, now I'm looking forward to a PS4 Pro at some point in the future so that I can get that sweet 30 frames a second that apparently is only possible on a Pro. So that's cool. Um, nice. And the last thing that I got, which I was so looking forward to this. Now, one thing I haven't brought up on the show at all, I don't think, is that lately I've been getting really really deep into like neck deep into Warhammer 40k lore like I've okay. been just buried and swimming and frolicking in all of this Warhammer 40k lore I love space marines I love the Primarchs I love the Emperor I love the Xenos I love all of it I think it's fucking brilliant I love the Grimdark and I just love the whole gothic, over-the-top, grimdark, evil nonsense of it. It's just so bizarre and well-executed. And the books are written... I mean, these guys are amazing authors. And the, the audio books that they put out, for as expensive as they are, they are amazing products. Um, I haven't touched a Kindle book in probably about four months because I've been just audio books from the Black Library. Um, and I just love the shit out of that stuff. Anyway, so... It's, uh, but as... I don't know if you're familiar or not, but Warhammer 40k and Space Marine -y kind of games, with the exception of Space Marine, <laughs> which came out a few we a few uh, years ago, and I think Dawn of War was another like an RTS type version of it. Um, aside from those, no one can make a good Warhammer 40k game. They just can't. It's impossible. It's, it's not something anyone can do. So 
um, for the last couple of years, this developer's name escapes me, uh, they've been working on one called Space Hulk Deathwing. Now, Space Hulk is a, it's a scenario-based tabletop game that is... It's based on a... It, sur it surrounds a scenario, a specific scenario of that universe. It's not like the tabletop kind of military strategy thing that people do where they buy the armies and paint them and, you know, they get the tape measures out and all that stuff. It's not that. This is just a scenario in that universe where a small group of marines go to a space hulk, which is like a, a big amalgam of crashed together spaceships that over the centuries has just turned into a weird colony for aliens and weird shit. Um, they've bored these things and they just kind of make their way through these things and you know unlock or unseal doors go through seal lock the doors behind them and close through and it's like an alien or an aliens encounter situation where they throw numerous like tens and tens or oh, tens and tens and tens of i'm sorry i didn't see everyone over there i've got i've got the right hand side of my screen was was covered by show notes so i didn't even know that your wife was there <laughs> so yeah, but like they'll throw wave after wave after wave at you, and um, it's it's fantastic. It's a it, uh, as a tabletop game, it's amazing. As a, an iOS game, Space Hulk is not great. She's adorable. Them onesies, by the way. Just, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I think we have like one onesie for both. <laughs> Burping time. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, but I mean, it, iOS Space Hulk was okay, but not great. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I put, did the, the the first one on the iOS, right? Yeah. See, that's I the think thing. I played it turn-based. Yeah, it was. And that, that, that was basically a direct translation of what you have on the tabletop game, which the tabletop game has a lot of ambience and atmosphere because your physical men are there and you can move them around. And the, uh, the there's a lot of reveal. Like, the way they do it is, like, aliens can come in they show up, one person plays, or two people, there's always one that plays the aliens. Mm -hmm. And then one or more people play these little troops of marines that go through. And it's very single file, one man wide corridors and things like that um, with the odd big room. Anyway, um, aliens will pop in and they'll show up on the tabletop game as a like round disc counter which will basically just represent a blip like an aliens it'll be a blip on a scanner you won't know how many it'll just be a blip and then once uh, a space marine makes line of sight to that token and you just move that token around as it's one person but not one alien as soon as a space marine makes line of sight then they flip that blip over and it'll have a number on it and that number will be how many aliens that blip represents. So even the alien person playing the aliens doesn't quite know how many aliens they'll have on the board at any one time, but they right. get to keep bringing more and more and more in. So it's a bit of basically like an active uh, attrition situation, like aliens overrun. That's the scenario. Anyway, um, Space Hulk Deathwing is an FPS version of that scenario, but they've built out the corridors so that four space marines can just kind of do their thing in an FPS way running around and you know like healing each other and you know laying down cover and all this other stuff and they've made a lot of big kind of cathedrally type areas so that they can get throw swarms at you anyway this runs on the Unreal Engine 4 the, the newest Unreal Engine and it was it this thing is coming to consoles was supposed to be coming to consoles this year got pushed out to 
some who knows when in 2017 um and i don't know when that's going to be but they released it on steam the other week uh, last week actually i got it because space marines um and i've been looking for a game like this for a long time uh that i could play online with people and you know all that stuff and just really get into my whole space hear me alien apothecary <laughs> i tell you you know all this like ridiculous over the top shit um so uh but the thing is, it runs like absolute turd shits on my laptop. And my laptop's no slouch. I mean, it's got a GTX 860M with 4 gigs discrete on it, which is not that great, but it's more than enough to handle an Unreal Engine game. But, you know, even if I scale things down, I should be able to break 30 frames a second. Yeah, um, for sure. I have an i7, and I have 16 gigs of RAM on this bitch. And I cannot, for some reason, the, the video rendering is weird. Um, a lot of people are complaining about performance across the board. There's a patch on the in the works, and there really needs to be, because this thing will not run. It's just run not working. Um, no, not or at all. I mean, I can get it running, but even if I bring this down, like half the textures, like it brings textures down to 50%, um, and bring everything down to like 10, uh, sorry, uh, 1280 by 720 or something, um, and then bring everything set everything on low turn off shadows i mean you name it i can bring everything all the way down and i'm still not clearing like anything above 10 frames a second it is fucking shocking and that's before another alien comes into the room like and the whole point is that they swarm you and there's light effects going off everywhere and you know it's, that's that whole deal so right now i'm kind of despondent um i'm really hoping that this patch that's coming will do something that at least allow me to play this thing somehow. Um, What's your window for requesting a refund? <laughs> uh, I think it's passed because I think I'm over two hours now. I'm still within the two hours. Oh, right, you got to play it, yeah. Uh, but if you've gone over two hours, you can't. And the thing is, the two hours, I think I've already been burned up two hours on... Let me change this setting and go back. Five seconds, ten seconds. Okay, no, go back, change this setting. I think I've burned up a full two hours doing this. Yeah, that's not good. Um... You know, just anything to desperately make it work. Anyway, but I mean, the thing is, at some point, my son's going to be getting a newer PC. I'll just throw it on there. I already own it now, so whatever. Um, I'll do that. But I'm kind of pissed, because they really sh they've really they done a really bad job. That's two games in a row that I love. Or, uh, one of them I want to, and I just can't yet. But it's right, right. lack of optimization. I don't know what's going on in the professional sector these days of video games. But, yeah, you know, if you can't make something run at 30 frames a second, go home! <laughs> go home, go home. Yeah, be a mailman, a mailman, 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 mailman. <laughs> police man, <laughs> mailman, mailman, uh, Batman. Um, yeah. Remember one other thing I did play. Yeah. Super Mario Run came out last week. Oh, oh, and fuck yeah, I did. Yeah, okay. It's really good though. Like it's it's sure really well is. done. Um, there's a lot more than I know. People were just worried because it was labeled as infinite run game, but yeah. it's really good because I mean, essentially, when you're playing Mario, hopefully you're holding the stick down for an infinite run, you know? Yeah, yeah. So true. then you're doing your jumping and platforming and everything there, but um, yeah, no, it was really good. There's um, the levels are there, the sounds there. It's 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 a Mario game. It's really done, really well done. I don't know what my problem is with it. I I really don't because it's not like I can. It's not like I would be. It it doesn't take away anything that I wouldn't be doing already. Like you said. I would just be running, 
right? I mean, really. Yeah. All it's I'm just you just can't you can't just like flip the trigger to go backwards. I think that's the only thing. Not that but there's some there's some creative things you can do. Like when you unlock Yoshi, he does the flutter kick, right? So right. when you jump off a wall and you're going backwards and you hold flutter kick, you can go back a little farther. So if you miss a coin or something, oh. you can kind of so you get there's a little skill and, and trickery involved at that point. So there's some good challenge. It costs ten bucks though, but you're saying it's worth it, right? It's a premium game. That's the thing. So. At the end of the day, it's not. There's no microtransactions. There's no in-app purchases, pay-to-win. It's you download the full game, you get World One, and then there's just a time limit to check out the the one boss level on World One. Right. Like it's like 20 seconds or something. But um, if you like that, 10 bucks, you're gonna get all the content. Right. That's it. That's and that's pretty fair. I've paid for shittier games for 10 bucks and 4.99. You know things like that. Um, there's an argument where if it was just some generic IP, then obviously we may not <laughs> care as much. But you are, but you're paying for, <laughs> but you're paying for, you're paying for familiarity and you're paying for brand loyalty. But it's also you know it's quality. Um, I think they did really, they did really well. They added the uh, Toad Rally mode where you can race against um, other people. Yeah, so Toad Rally is really fun. So you can really zip through the worlds pretty fast in the game. Um, there is the sort of end game stuff that could be a little longer because there's three different color coins. You gotta collect, you know, five of each color to f complete fully complete each level. So okay. it starts off there's five pink coins strewn about the level, get the five pink coins, then it's purple, then it's black. And they're progressively harder to find. Sometimes they're hidden in a ghost or, you know, in a, a question mark box. Um, so the pink ones are usually right blatantly right in front of you. So there's sometimes you gotta get a little more tricky in platforming and jumping at the right time to get the other ones, but that's uh, the main game. Now, when Bowser steals, uh, or kidnaps rather, Princess Peach also destroys the kingdom, so the other side part of the game is kind of rebuilding the kingdom with like the coins and assets that you unlock as you progress in the game, and you get more toads coming back to the kingdom. And you get more toads uh, by doing Toad Rally. So you race somebody else's ghost in a game, trying to get as many coins as you can, um, and to win sort of that little race in the 60 seconds. Uh, if you win, you get some of their toads, their fans, <laughs> essentially different colored toads. Um, certain amount of different colored toads, like if you get a bunch of red ones, unlock certain things, get a bunch of blue ones, unlock something else, like a blue pipe or something like that. Um, and then you level up your, um, kind of level up your uh, palace level and unlock it more and rebuild it. So uh, in a way, it's like three different game types. You have your normal levels, you have the Toad Rally, and then you have the sort of rebuilding the kingdom because you can put shit where you want it. Um, they've already done a content update, and they put some like holiday decorations for your uh, uh, for your things. So there's a snow globe with Mario in it. You tap it, and the snow kind of bubbles around. Uh, Christmas tree, um, and then some poinsettias so you can decorate for the season. I barely hear you right now, by the way. What? Yep, oh, there you go. Um, how's that? That's an enemy gunship. <laughs> that is great. Is he? He's coming too. Uh, is yep. is that okay now? You gotta extract him. Yeah, it's good now. Okay, good. All right. That's... Maybe I just need to play a sound clip. Yeah, I just, I just, I just <laughs> unplug it and plug it back in. What the fuck, Microsoft? Get get over it. Do better. Uh, okay. So yeah, these charts are not new. I don't no, think. Yeah. Um, so... Hang on. Didn't someone say they were putting the charts in? Was it you? Or was it Phrase? No. Well, I didn't know. If if they ain't new, let's look. Let me look here. If they're not new, I ain't no, doing them. Are, I don't think they're new at all. I think they're last week's. 
Hold on. I don't remember all Kamen Rider Revolution. Oh, but I do remember SD Gundam G Generation Genesis. Uh, I, yeah, that's... Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, nothing that's new. not... Whatever. Really. All right, let's skip it. All right, well, uh... <laughs> At that point, hey, um, good show. that's a show. Uh, anything in community? No community stuff? Uh, no, but a big thanks to Nasty Throwdown, who's been all over the everything. <laughs> good job. Yes, thanks, Nasty Throwdown. Thanks for uh, definitely talking to us in the Slack yeah. quite a bit, which is great. Thanks, Dave Thulu, for asking for the link. I'm not going there. <laughs> he might, maybe he'll listen. Maybe he's just too busy. Uh, maybe his child is up like mine that's right true. now. Um, yeah, um, the usual love that we're getting on Twitter yep. is awesome. And, uh, uh Lucky there, of course, always being Stu Lucky. Um, let me... I guess that's not very long that ended already, but that's, that's fine. It's not very really good, is it? Um, <laughs> let me check my social. Um, so that would be, oh, our RGDS podcast giving us a shout out. Um, the same coin, retro pluggers, Greg DeLacy, uh, uh, Cradastardly Jabby. Cradastardly Jabby. Cradastardly Jabby. <laughs> Bongo. Pilch. Pilch. Pilch Reed. Uh, who else? We got, we got Maximum uh, Power Up. Tuscan 77 showing us his Elf on the Shelf, uh, which is actually Santa by a Fanta. <laughs> That's good. That's, That's good. good. Well done. And thanks to Donald Trump for following us as well. What? No. Oh, thank God. I know. Fucking block the shit out of that. Cancel! Uh, <laughs> I have a tweet. Alright. So, that's a show, John. We did a show. Unprecedented. <laughs> Unprecedented. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it's just great. These guys, these podcast guys. They're, they're wonderful. The, show, the show's tremendous. It's tremendous. It's, it's wonderful. Just... These guys are wonderful. Tremendous. Alright. Some, some of our charts come from China. <laughs> <laughs> They're too expensive. Cancel. All right. Oh, uh, terrible. Yes. Fuck that guy. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> positive vibes to Carrie Fisher. Make sure that uh, we we don't want to lose any more royalty. We really no no. Um, the the only royalty that matters right now is Princess Leia. Yep. Yeah, this is true. Um, okay, so that's the show. Let's let's uh, do that. So yeah, you can that's get us. Uh, we're on uh, GamePunchers.com is a thing. Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> that's terrible. Take it from the top. <laughs> Use take two. Uh, at Game Punchers Pod, I'm at John the Valley. I am at Chambango. Get Fraser at Frasermoo and Fish at the Jesus Fish. Uh, he is still reconstructing that's right. we didn't his house. So Fraser's uh, ill. The, Fraser's <laughs> ill, and Fish is Having uh, still carpet. living in one room of his house. It's the carpet was getting put in today. He said possibly next week. So that's I think good. It was in like right meow is what he said. Like right now, he did happening. say right meow. Yes, as we speak. So um, yeah, hopefully we'll get these guys back on next week. We're hopefully doing one more show before um, the dumpster fire of a year ends. Yes, um, between the holidays, so we'll try to squeeze one in next week. Yeah, I would gladly put a bullet in the head of 2016. Um, so we'll get one more of those in. Talk to those two guys, and then yes. uh, shortly after that, we'll It'll be, be trying to year, right? yeah, game of the year. Um, Logistics to be determined if we're if we're getting the bullshot guys who we can get for that. Um, Hopefully, yeah. But we'll we'll have it. We'll do one. We'll talk about some stuff we like. Um, sometime next week, you'll see a blog post about some of our favorite things of this year that aren't games. So just some picks we like, like movies and yeah, uh, all that good stuff. Movies, 
favorite. <laughs> What's up? Breakfast movies and food. games. Uh, TV. Breakfast food. Gadgets. Comics. Gadgets. Books. Books and comics. Yes. Uh, favorite. Yep. Favorite president. Who wore who wore it best? Who <laughs> <laughs> wore it best? Uh, and favorite Star Wars saga side story movie, which is that came out this year. Yeah. My favorite Star Wars movie that came out in 2016. Yes. Um, so it's highly contested category. You know, um, uh, you know, click clickbait verbally. Stay tuned. <laughs> Find out next week. You won't believe. You won't. What believe happens next? Steve picked. <laughs> All right. So yeah. Uh, so anyway, that'll do it, right? Yeah, but, yeah, so, so that'll be on GamePartners.com. We will tweet that blog post. We were trying to do a little bit more of that. Uh, Fraze and I are um, sort of doing our year living, ga- living gamedurously post. Uh, we're updating that, um, but just within posts, almost like a diary. So we're not doing like separate posts for it. So if you check on through it, well, you'll see little timestamps of thoughts and feelings and challenges. Emotions. Trials, tribulations. Graphics, edges, you know, cardboard, radiators. Good graphics. Good graphics. Uh, but other than that, you can email us. It's podcast at gamepartners.com. Yep. And join our great conversation. Slack. We are doing it well. Uh, Tiny URL slash Slack Punchers. All you got to do is throw in your email. We'll get a notification that you want an invite. We plug in an email. You get an invite. Turnaround's usually pretty quick. Yes. Uh, Stu Lucky, where are you? You invited. You asked for an invite. Yeah. We invited you. And you're like, nah, dude. Join the convo. Uh, Nasty Throwdown says that the new Walking Dead is good. Clementine is great in it. That's a review. Clem. A review. Clem. From X-Men 13. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. <laughs> a review. All right. Um, so uh, thank you for listening. Good deal. Listening, so, yeah, right? listening. And we are about to yes. hit up some Rogue One chat after this jump. Yeah. So uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, press stop when you <laughs> hear roll the changes. Press stop on your uh, cassette player. Don't don't delete the episode because no. if you plan on seeing it, you come revisit the episode. Yes. Um, it's probably not going to be an organized conversation, but we're going to talk probably about not. it. Probably not. It's going to be a brain, like a mind dump thing. Yep. All right. So, so yeah. Until next time. Wizard. Wizard. I think that was long enough. Star Wars. <laughs>
Doing it live. Doing it live. Star Wars. Um, that was fun. How many times have you seen it so far? Um, not enough, but one. Oh, yeah. So you know, I've, I've seen it. Rogue One. Wow. Rogue One times. Um, I watched it for the fourth time today. <laughs> what? Yeah. Mm. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure no one, no police are listening. It was. <laughs> it was <laughs> It's a good one. It's a good one. Um, it's, it's a part of that uh, public domain, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it's. Uh, uh, I hopefully my my son really wants to go. We haven't brought him yet. Uh, maybe maybe next week. I do have one day off. That's not Christmas next week. Right. Um, after that, though, it'll be back to normal. So probably the next couple of weeks, we'll do another viewing. Um, man, that's good though. It's um, for me. My take after one viewing is. It does a really good job at being its own standalone Star Wars story. Yep. Um, obviously related to the saga itself. We get to see what the team who got the Death Star plans were, right? Yeah. But it still brought some familiarity and nostalgia by showing certain characters, but not using them as a crutch to make the movie. Right. It didn't need them. It was more of like, Cameron pans by, hey, look who it is, you know? Yeah. Um, like, you know, you get that glimpse of C-3PO and R2. Um, I didn't mind that either. You get the senator, and he mentions, uh, you know, her, and you're like, hmm? He also mentions him. Him. The old Jedi. Him. Um, yeah, I, yep. I was trying to put my finger on exactly what, uh, what and we can kind of just go, cover, like, you know, overall thoughts real quick, and then kind of go sequentially through the shit that we remember. Um, uh, I loved K2SO. Amazing. He's... I think what a great implementation of a of a sassy droid that is. It's mm-hmm. just, it works really well, and the thing, the reason it works well, is because they, they didn't overdo it. It's kind of like HK forty seven from Kotor, but with more more like humor, more balance, snarky. Well, yeah, yeah. Not, not as murderous. I mean, even but... HK, for as good as a character as he is, he leans on that a bit thick with his meatbag talk. Um, yep. Meat whereas K two S O is just like. There are just certain elements of him that you're not expecting for the archetype that he's putting across at first. Because it's like, oh yeah, he just kind of says whatever comes into his circuits, it's a byproduct of the programming, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but the, and, and Congratulations, the, you're being rescued. Congratulations, you're being, Yeah, and, and so that's cool. <laughs> and then there's the, the part where um, he says, like, he's got a really good thing, like, uh, uh, Apparently we have to take you along. I don't think that's a good idea. And you know, like, and Galen <laughs> agrees. You know, like, oh, what is name? Whatever his name was. Was that? Was the main? Uh, Cassian. Cassian. Cassian agrees. Um, and I'll be so, there for you, just, Jane. This is a reminder. My son hasn't seen it yet, but he knows all the characters. Really? He's like, yeah, the guy in the white, Krennic. And I'm like, what? But apparently he's got this uh, a little Lego book that's kind of talks oh, about. Oh right. It, yeah, you can always spoil. Kids are like sponges with, with that shit, God, man. Yeah, it's only Um. So I mean, I think the magic. What makes this work for me more? And I'll say this: I'll put this out there. I like this. Feels more like a Star Wars movie than The Force Awakens to me. Even though The Force Awakens has all of the things, all of the ingredients are there, right? Yeah. So it's like Force Awakens has Millennium Falcon, Han Solo, Chewbacca, 
you know, you name it. It's Who? got all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Who's that? So, uh, you know, Luke Skywalker's in there as well. Uh, you know, it's got all of the things, yes. right? It's got Jedi's, it's got lightsabers, it's got the music, it's got John Williams, it's got X-Wing fighters. It has all of the ingredients, but it's missing something. And I'm still struggling to find what it is because what it what it's missing is what Rogue One has and manages to be a more Star Wars feeling Star Wars movie even though it doesn't have yeah. half of the ingredients. It doesn't have a Millennium Falcon. doesn't have Han Solo or Chewbacca and any of this stuff. I mean, you know, it's got a sprinkling. It's got, you know, C-3PO, R2-D2 briefly. It's got, you know, uh, Yavin uh, a lot. It's got X-Wings. It's got the Rebellion. It's got Mon Mothma. But he doesn't like you. I, I don't like oh, you either. That was so good, dude. I was like, <laughs> that. I did the same. I, I guess like I'm. I don't know if it's just the way I'm conditioned mentally, but like or emotionally, but like I'm not one to grab seats and go oh like that. I, but one thing I do, and it's completely involuntary, is when I see something I like in Star Wars movies, and I, this is only like new that I've discovered. I just go. Ha! This really laugh in the theater every time. I, go, ah! I did that about four times in this. There, there was two parts. So, have you, have you seen the Family Guy Star Wars ones? Oh, of course. Yeah, something so, dark. Said. So twice I was able to do when you see one of the rebel guys just kind of watching the horizon and a ship flies away and I just go pew pew gotcha. <laughs> yeah, with that little thing. <laughs> So it's like good. twice there was a view like that where there's a rebel, looking over a rebel guy's shoulder just yeah. the horizon. There. Except <laughs> when they stole the ship, when they stole that uh, that imperial carriage, whatever that thing was. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he didn't. He was just watching it because he did. He wasn't ready because they were stolen. Right. Yep. <laughs> that was a exactly. nice touch. Um, but I mean, one thing ooh, we have a we have a not a fan, I guess. <laughs> not a fan of the rogue ones. <laughs> um, so okay, so let's let's kind of start off. Let's kind of go through it as quick as we can, like as 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 succinctly as we can. So I like the I like the fact that there's no opening crawl. I really like the fact that you have a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. That it was that because you kind of you couldn't have not had anything. But they was just like you know a long time ago, and you were like oh oh oh, but no, it went brum, you know a big kind of sting on the violin or whatever. Brum! And then it's in space. That was a really good intro too. How it just kind of the shade cuts across, so you got like a slice of like some right, rings. Right. Um, and I'm trying to think what. Oh yeah, and just I I love the idea. I just love this idea of. There's something magical about that Galen Erso in on a farm, in a weird fucking backwater nowhere, and just have this like one imperial shuttle come in or t6 t17 or 15 or whatever it was i know people have been talking about that how like luke skywalker was a great view too like that when he's going over the water there yeah it's it's beautiful and that's when i first noticed the little flutes like and it's like well that's really john williamsy that's really because i know it wasn't john williams it was that paul giacciano um and i think for the most part he did a great job he emulated John Williams's ability to just orchestrate emotion as things were going on, even though it didn't follow beats, it didn't. It was 
out of tune or dis dis tonal or whatever. It was just stabs in the right places to kind of oh I'm expecting no it's a surprise it's not a surprise it's calm it's exciting it just it kind of flowed well and it, it kind of I'm I'm glad that the whole like the the those mysterious flutes that um that Williams brought in every now and again I'm glad that they made an appearance again because that kind of fueled um it it kind of brings you in like oh this is something you don't you're not aware of you haven't you haven't been here you haven't seen this before it's new and it's what could happen it's like what if it's a what if kind of musical style that that Williams used a lot when like you know R2D2 was going through the desert or whatever like it's you know it's mysterious you don't quite know what's going to happen it's scary could be you don't know um I'm glad right. they brought that in a lot um I love the stardust Loved Stardust. That's his yeah, pet that was name. A cool touch. That was really good. Um, I, and I think, and it's crazy, but I think out of all of the actors, I think the one that was most cardboard, unfortunately, was Mads Mikkelsen. I didn't really buy his stuff at all, um, especially the hologram message later that Saul Guerrero plays for mm -hmm. Jane Erso in his weird base with that slug creature that reads minds. Um, yeah, that was kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah, we should probably talk about that section. So, I mean, okay, I, I really like Jeddah. I thought the idea of Jeddah is just beautiful. What a great idea. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the... I guess it's where a, the majority of that... What is that crystal called again that they make the lightsabers and the Death Star Ray with? Oh, um, they're mining for. Is it like Kaiba or Kaiba? I, I think it is Kaiba it. crystal. Isn't I think it? so. So I thought that was really cool as well, um, and I loved the fact that it felt like a real marketplace. It felt like a it felt like a real Moss Eisley, more yeah, fleshed out, right? Um, but they fleshed out like a big Moss Eisley, like scum and villainy, just kind of shitty outposty thing, where people mm. were just you know making making ends meet and getting by. They did that much better than the refurbished and redigitalized like Moss Eisley, like after the fact in the special editions. Um, it, I mean, it's easy to kind of look back and say, you know, Lucas really shouldn't have put a big dinosaur with a guy falling off it right as they rode in. You know, like there's a lot of scenes that didn't need to be there. They kind of lean in too hard on the on the bizarre, um, and I think they didn't here. The only place where they leaned into the bizarre in a way that didn't feel like it serviced the story, it felt like surplus to requirements, was that weird creature, like I'm talking, that, yeah. that weird sluggy thing. They didn't need that to... I, I, that whole Saw Gerrera thing, what are your feelings on that? Because, to me, it feels like that was such... It had so much potential and gravity, and there's so much story... Un, like untapped story in there, and right, it like, felt you don't know, choppy. But like, yeah, I'm sure they cut off like a 20 minutes worth of stuff there. Right, because they did they did do a lot of reshoot. Right, so there's oh, some yeah. stuff that I know they changed a lot. Because there's some stuff in the first couple of trailers that were non-existent. Dude, the majority of everything in those trailers is not actually in the movies. Mm -hmm. All the words, um, the dialogue. The, I mean, there's a couple of shots that are, but for the most part, no dialogue whatsoever. Yeah. Is in the movies, um, which is a shame. I, I do feel that uh, it's, uh, it's not that I totally dislike that part, but the um, just some of Forrest Whitaker's lines, man. Like the 
<laughs> Fight for the dream. Like, it just sounds so, it's just, I mean, the way, it's maybe it's not the line itself, but maybe it's how he said it. Uh, and I'm like, well, your 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 planet is crumbling, and you're just like, now this is yeah. yeah. Now this is a a point of contention amongst a lot of critics as well. Like, Saw Gerrera's motives. Where was he coming from? Like the everything. Like, you get the idea that he is okay. He's a militant. Like he's. I love the idea that they had like splintered rebels. The rebels. So of course, there's no real organization there. There's there's right. sects. And there's like you know cabals and and there's like splinter cells and there's sleeper cells and there's all kinds of stuff which you would see in any kind of uh, terrorist organization, which is essentially what they are. Um, but that one dude's like Mad Maxian. <laughs> yeah, well, 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 one of them's like he's. You've got like the ISIS version, which is you know his, which is Saw Gerrera, and he's all about like he's obviously lost both his legs. He's using a like Darth Vader suit, Mark Zero. Um, which I thought was maybe amazing. he's just a Darth Vader fanboy, and that's why he lost both his legs on purpose. It's like I don't want to. Wanna, yeah, I'm, my arm's going next. I don't. I I I know he did the voice. He did the voice because he was like, oh, I'm having trouble breathing. Kind of that was his mm-hmm. having trouble breathing voice. Save the rebellion. Save the dream. Um, <laughs> that I do like my kids and me have been shouting this throughout the house like for the last few days. It's it's <laughs> annoying everyone. I know, but we can't help it. Um, that's great. So, I mean. I loved the idea of this extremist rebel fighter that ha- clearly has a reputation. Everyone's, you know, at the mention of his name, oh, Saw Gerrera has it. Oh, cool, uh, if they just put out, like, a, a book about his... Right, well... Event, you know, like, just some some sort of cool... I don't think we need a movie. No, not necessarily, but, but I mean, because I mean, he is pretty much a one-trick pony. It's like, you know, at all costs, let's hurt the Empire, right? Mm-hmm. Um, clearly that they were there... I, there was I, I heard some there was a slash film podcast I was listening to earlier today because I've been trying to slash s- film cast yeah the slash film cast um, Jeff Kanata Jeff Kanata was on there um, it's the first time I've ever heard this podcast so I don't know if he's a regular he's, or not he's been on for, he's in, he's he is he's been on for about maybe a year now right um, David Chen right the other guy yeah there, there was actually four people or so I think on there but they were they all or so <laughs> um. <laughs> And there were like there was a discussion there about, you know, they didn't they weren't quite sure what his motives were. It seemed like he was extremely strict and distrustful of everyone around him until Jane Urso shows up, and then he's all, "Hey, here's the here's your father's but, message." But she, she had like they, they all went through like these random hoops, right? Because the one guy who, who was trying to deliver the information, and then the other guy's like, "We found this on." He's like, "No, I was giving it to you to give to him." Right? Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, I can't remember the name Bodhi. of the yeah I can't remember the name of the alien the alien that reads his minds because there's some really weird Forrest Whitaker lines in there where he's like the unfortunate uh, one tends to use one's mind oh what was it um the only unfortunate side effect of whatever the stupid creature's name was is I know you saw it four times yeah I have <laughs> one one tends to lose one's mind. Um, right, right, right. But oh, then yeah, he right, yeah. kind of does it. He, he just kind of gets a little bit clueless and ditzy for a little bit, and then somebody says, "Hey, you're the pilot," and he's like, "That's right, I'm the pilot." Yeah, all right. And now he's all good again, right? It's like, yes, I, I'm with the resistance. I'm with the resistance. I, I yes. guess, yes. This is what we look like, <laughs> and I mean, it's just like some look different. <laughs> I, I'm a big Boyega fan. I know a lot of people aren't. I love Boyega to death. I think he's great. Yeah. He's got. He's got. He has Star Wars charisma. 
he has yeah. Star Wars charisma, and the fact that he, him, and Harrison Ford had such amazing chemistry on on screen is testament to that. Anyway, that's not how the Force works. <laughs> Solo, um, Did you just call me Solo. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, uh, it seems to make sense that he that Saw Guerrero's freedom fighters, extremist freedom fighters, were at Jeddah because that was the holy place for them. That was the center right. of their universe, I guess. Um, that's where the Kyber crystals were. That's where the first Jedi temple was, etc., etc. And so spiritually, they were. That's why he chose not to go with them, I guess. I'm tired of running is what he says. And I, I'm sure he was, but I'm not sure if it's also because this was his job. This was his life. You know, like this, you know, protecting this, maybe? I don't know. Uh, or it was just a convenient way to kick him off the story so that they could go ahead and do the heist movie, right? Um, I liked... Liked... I loved... And I really didn't think I would. I loved Chiro Imwe. So, uh, you know, Ip Man, whatever his name is. Ip Man, Donnie Yen, yeah. right? Donnie Yen and his his uh, his buddy with the in cannon on his back. Um, <laughs> I like when they're putting the bags in their heads. He's like, are you serious? Are you serious? I'm, I'm blind. blind. That was one of the best. Like, completely un- unlooked for as well. Like, ah! Oh, it? It's like, yeah, why did... Um, but I, I, for some reason, like, that... The force is with me. Yeah, I mean, and and apparently it taps into an awful lot of like extended universe lore because he's sat there and he's saying something along the lines of, uh, the f- was it the force of others be with you or something? Uh, the force of others be with you. The force of others be with you. He's not saying the force be with you. He's saying the force of others be with you, which apparently is uh, is the old mantra of and Jedi. Also with you. <laughs> right. Lift up your hearts. Ding ding ding. We live them with Lord. It is right to give him thanks and praise. Um, and. And, and that's cool. The idea of a and kyber crystals, f- right? <laughs> and the idea of uh, I gotta get my hat off. I'm hot. Um, the idea of a f- someone who is force sensitive, like they've already toyed with this with Maz Kanata a bit, because she's like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm no Jedi, but I know the force. Like, and that's fair. Um, I like that Wookie. Uh, that was my favorite line of that entire <laughs> movie. I like that Wookie. Um, but like the. The idea, and a really well-executed idea of a, a, a very spiritual individual that doesn't have the chops to be a Jedi, but is Force-sensitive in the ways a Jedi is. So, in other words, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are like, oh, well, no, he was just blind and he, you know, he had better hearing. Oh, no, and he wasn't a Jedi, so we couldn't use the Force. Well, yeah, he could, because the way I see it is, if you're Force-sensitive... And you know, cribbing off Ben, as we are. Yeah, of course. You, you and I, we, we're we're in tune with. So you know, it surrounds us, it penetrates us, it binds the universe together. Phrasing, right? So it's if he can feel all that going on, if he's if he feels the the ocean of force around him, and it and it kind of he can feel movement, intention, like he said, like. Um, someone gets a dark cloud around them or something when they're about to kill, right? That's what he said. So he can feel the force. Like, he he perceives it. It's a thing. It's a real thing. He just doesn't have the chops to manipulate it to his will. That's the thing. But he can allow it to control his actions to a point, which is one thing Ben Kenobi says to Luke. He says, you mean it controls your actions? Partially, is what Ben Kenobi says. 
Um, but it also obeys your commands, which it doesn't for Chirrut Imwe. It doesn't obey his commands. He can just use the information to his advantage. He knows where the bullets are going to go. He knows where the stormtroopers are going to be and not be. He knows where a stick will do most damage. And he knows how to move around this miasma of force fugue that he's perceiving in his mind, right? He uses it to his advantage, but he's not a Jedi. He can't manipulate it to change the way things are. He can just use the way things are and to get the best outcome, right? And trust in the Force, of course, he has faith. Um, which I think is a really, really well executed, really well done thing. The fact that he's blind is just perfect. Um, yeah. And I, th I, th I found him extremely compelling as a character, even though none of the characters had much screen time. He probably had most uh, right. out of, you know, basically, obviously not the main two. And and uh, KS, K2SO. Uh, he just seemed humble, yet chirpy, you know, cracking a joke, but still very serious business, I guess, because he was, they were like, they were guardian of the wills. That's what he was called. They are the guardians of the wills, which basically they were the spiritual monk type guards of the Kyber and the temple. Yep. That's right. Yeah, uh, and then they had, they had kind of lost, so they're sort of scattered now. Yeah, and he said, of course, there's no Kyber anymore, so they're just kind of hanging around being a nuisance for the Empire. Um, then they can rebel. <laughs> this is rebellion. That's too much rebellion, love. Too much rebellion. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I thought... Rebellion dancers. <laughs> so I, I, I thought that stuff was good. I thought, um, again, back to K2SO... Cut me deep when he got it all shut up. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ, dude! Like, yeah, and his voice is going deeper as he's like, "Oh man." Well, he was like the first one too, right? Because like, was he though? We didn't know to, yeah, we were of the main characters, right? Because we weren't, we didn't know what to expect. But yeah, that's true. Not for him. Had a anyway. feeling. Well, yeah, but you kind of had a feeling. You're like, well, we haven't seen these people in these other movies, and it'd just be real weird. Yeah. <laughs> You knew it had to happen, but you kind of liked a couple of characters, so you're like, I don't want it to happen. But I was really, it kind of was more powerful that way, too. Well, it had a t it, I, the tone of the movie was right on time for me. I just And they didn't, they didn't think they, were, they, they wanted to do that, and they didn't think Disney was going to allow them to kill everybody. Right, but the, apparently Kathleen Kennedy and, you know, they were like, there's no other way this can be, right? And this, that's right. There isn't. Right. We're not going like, to re-release the original trilogy and CG these people in the background. No. <laughs> Um, I thought seeing Darth Vader's house was cool. Yeah, Cassid the Vader. That was pretty nice. Um, didn't realize he wanted to stay. He wanted to stay close to his legs. Well, <laughs> he did. Um, and, and it was on Mustafar. Apparently, home is where your legs are. <laughs> home is where your limbs is. Um, <laughs> home is where you hang your legs, arms, <laughs> and you and you back to tank. Um, man, he looks like he really could have used a hand in that fight. Oh my god. There's, there's no harm in him. He's always two uh, steps behind him. Shut up. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. He got back up Point on out two on a feet limb. Um, so, yeah, I like the back to tank idea. That huge back to tank where it's basically just like a blob with eyeballs for a split second, and then like, oh shit, that's oh, he's gross, right? Um, and then he comes out with that one liner, right, <laughs> which was weird. <laughs> it kind of felt a bit weird, but you know what? Don't choke on your aspirations. Be careful not to choke on your aspirations, Director Krennic. <laughs> like, I I thought Krennic was great. 
He, everyone in this movie was, he was evil, but still battling other evil at the same yeah. time, like within his own. And he was a heartless psychopath, wa- literally a psychopath. He just wanted power. He just wanted to. He wanted to be promoted. Ki- yeah, it was all about that. Uh, you know, I deserve an audience with the emperor. You know, I make sure that the emperor knows that I'm doing this and doing that, uh, and I'm still in charge. Uh, yeah, you know that kind. Of, I deserve this and I deserve that. Very, very cool. Tarkin's like, "Yep, tell him, uh, tell him I did this." Yeah, that was great. <laughs> This is my achievement. It's like, well, I'll just tell the Emperor that, you know, that shit I told him about two years ago is going great. <laughs> some, some CGT, computer-generated Tarkin. You know, I wasn't sure about computer-generated Tarkin too much. It was a bit, it so, was a bit stiff. So, two things. You could tell it was CG. Yeah, unfortunately. But it was real good CG at the Dude, same time. You're like, wow, this looks real good. It's real close. They're climbing out of that uncanny valley, but for some reason, for some reason, I feel like the the ratio of money spent on the visual illusion as in the graphical element versus Graphics. money in spe- uh, invested in uh, lifelike movement of the face <laughs> I think it was heavily in the let's make him look like yeah. Tarkin before we make him look move like a human uh, unfortunately but for the, so I don't know what it is for a reason. Leia seemed a lot better. Leia was seemed, very short. Leia seemed a lot like better a long... because she was like what eighteen and had no wrinkles. That's basically why she looked here's, a lot here's better. Here's my other thought though. Did they so Tarkin is very descript like that. You know he he is there's very you know uh, descript features where young Leia is just you know just like very a, a young girl. So, right. So, yeah. So. Theoretically, they could have done the option of let's hire an actress and CG over her to alter her likeness because they did that with. I never saw it, but I know um, the, Paul Walker yeah. in Fast and the Furious. They used his brother for likeness and then CG'd the features to make him yes. look more like Paul Walker. Well, do you know what they did? Well, there we they go. They did. Um, they but, actually. But with Tarkin, you're like you can't just be like need an old British guy. Yeah, well, they did. They just like we need an old British guy, and they got a guy that apparently has been in a couple of other things. Um, just some like UK shit, and well, it was in, do, do a little um, more heavily because of his features right. more distinct. Well, apparently because of his voice, which I didn't think it was a very good Tarkin voice, but it, the, the voice was close enough, I guess, and he could do that. Yeah, Tarkin you was know, like proper, proper, ready, yeah, ready, um, ready. We will deal with your rebel friends soon enough. Rebel friends, and also uh, Alec Guinness. Side note: Alec Guinness is the only man that could say "evil" with three syllables. He's the only man. That could never do that. <laughs> uh, the most solid burn, um, I'll say this: the most solid burn out of the it was on Anakin in that planet. No. <laughs> oh, oh, it was, <laughs> it was Darth Vader saying. Well, Darth Vader said, and you'll know this one: A New Hope. He's like, when I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. Kenobi rips his shit apart. Only a master of evil, Darth. Boom! Oh, Ripped him a new one. Took his shit apart. <laughs> evil. So anyway, that aside, um, Tarkin was good enough. He served, you know, he serviced it. Yes, it was amazing CGI. Um, we're not quite out of the uncanny valley yet, and I think, I think they, it, there was split every now and again when he, he did the old. I'm looking over my like pass my eyebrows at you. He did that mm-hmm. look a few times. I was like, man, that's that's right on. Um, yeah. 
and you know like the reflections of him and just like when he had silhouettes and certain poses it was like yeah that's fuck they got him um but then every now and again he'd be he like all in 94 kind of, too huh he died in 94 too yeah, it was a while <laughs> like, ago um, 22 years. Yeah, but what made it harder was because, you know, that whole story about how he did, he was uncomfortable in the boots, so, like, uh, Lucas agreed with him to shoot most of Tarkin's, well, all of Tarkin's shots, <laughs> with a couple of exceptions, from waist up, like, from behind yeah. the table, or, you know, like, the, you know, so they could wear slippers <laughs> on stage. <laughs> so they didn't really have much to work on, physicality-wise, with him. Um, but, um... Yeah, that aside, I, I, CGI... I want to wear my Reeboks. <laughs> my slippers. Uh, um, so, okay, so we, we've done Jeddah. I really enjoyed that. Okay, so right at the beginning. I mean, this is like hand shot first shit, right? The, right at the beginning, right after the J, Jin Erso planet visit, right? From Krennic, which was great. Oh, she, she's a, it's a miracle. She's alive. That was wonderful. Um, so aside from that... Um, the, the next place we got, because it was like planet, new planet, new planet, new planet, new planet, right at the beginning. And the the, the place that that weird kind of two asteroids joined in like some kind of thir- right, city right, right. 1313 thing. Like, mm-hmm. um, I thought that was really fucking cool because it was like, hey shit, this is like a military occupied, that like stormtroopers are like the cops. It's like, right. hey, what's going on here? You got papers? Hey, what are you, you know, that, that was really cool. Just seeing a new, you know, a new take on what we already assumed was happening, but to see it executed well, and you know, and then to have Cassian, like, just straight up, like, lay to hey, him man, and kill that dude. Yeah, it's all right, man. Hey, don't worry. Bam! Shoot yeah. you in the back, son, um, so and that I can like, get away. I gotta climb up out of here. Yeah, <laughs> but he took his time. He's like, mm, I'm gonna stare at you. I'm gonna stare at you. Okay, now I'll go. Like, <laughs> um, but I thought that was really cool. Uh, also, the fact that he was wearing that Han Solo jacket was great. Um, yeah. Love, lovely, uh, lovely element. The, I th- the fight scenes in Jedha were well done. In in the trailer, I was like, "Ooh, that kind of looks a little bit, a little bit dodgy." I guess. Um, it was more highlight reel in the in the uh, yeah trailer, but it was really well thought out and played through. In the, it uh, was. It was like I was worried that certain things would would kind of hit bum notes that we were seeing in the trailers. Like, fortunately, none of them were in the movie anymore. Like, there's a part in one of the trailers where Krennic's like saying the power of the of the you know, and they say it seems like way over the top. Like someone said, you've really got to emphasize the word power. It's like the power. Like you're really getting into it. It's like you can't just stick that in the middle of a regular sentence. Um, and it just seemed like he was going over the top. And luckily, right, they right, didn't right. use that at all, thank Christ. And then, they obviously, they didn't use the, hey, uh, this um, I'm in the rebellion base with the rebellion people. Uh, you're a rebellion, let's rebel. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, too much rebellion. <laughs> like, that's... that that Luckily, that wasn't in there either. And that one... There's that one shot of uh, of Jin wearing all the Imperial garb with the lights in the background and all that stuff. That didn't make... Whatever it, scene that no, was. No, it didn't, unfortunately. That was a pretty cool shot. And and the, the other one where it she was like... It could have been a promotional thing, too, though. And the part where she's like, may the force be with us, like, and and then you're like, oh really? That's that's kind of shitty because because that was the only cut we saw in the in the trailer. But 
in the movie. Are you talking about the one like it cuts to the group and they're all just like, uh... yeah, exactly, yeah. But it was like and that looks kind of weird to me. Yeah, but it was it was like they were like, oh yeah, okay, cool. But then and Chirrut in the middle is like he stabs his, for canned he's laughter. Like, oh, in the background. Yes, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, hey, the force. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just really well. Yeah, they they, they cut that scene off like quick in the trailer, so it just looked like they're all like throwing their heads back. Exactly, but it it, it really it fits. It hits just right. Um, the editing in this movie is, is, with the exception of the Sol Carrara part, it's, I can't shake the feeling that that got butchered all to hell. Oh, yeah, there's yeah. so much more there. There has to be so... Like, there's an amazing line, like, in the trailers there. What will you do if they catch you? What will they do? You know, if you continue to fight, what will you become? That one. That's an amazing, powerful line. Um... And what will you, you really do if they adapted find... to the force? <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, what will you do if they find you? What will you do if they catch you? Um, I mean, that's an amazing, powerful thing. And like, uh, but they reduced uh, Forrest Whitaker's stuff down in in a way I was not happy with. And they yeah. included shit that didn't need to be in there. I really enjoyed the um, the whole scene when Cassian was ordered to go assassinate Galen. Yes, and she wanted to go see her father. Yeah, and then. The, then the, uh, they ordered the X-1 fighters to go attack, and it was just all in hell. That was really good. Yeah, that was very well done. Um, a lot of stressful, like, I don't know what's going to happen. There's like three different things going on right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, what was that? And that was, that was my probably my favorite K2SO line. They just left Saw Guerrero's, and they were going straight for Edu, right? Which was that rainy, dark place. Mm-hmm. And she told everyone... Uh, Cassian specifically, because of course she didn't have the hologram of her father explaining everything, and she said something along the lines of uh, uh, one torpedo to the reactor, and the whole place uh, and the whole place blows up or something. Oh, the whole place gets blown away. And uh, K2SO like pops into a Oh yeah, there's a conversation between Cassian and her just before he gets off the thing to go and assassinate her father. Mm. Um, and oh, that's right, yeah. And he says, "No, you've got to stay here." He's trying to convince her to not come with him. He's like, "I'll go too," because I want to see him. Like, no, you've got to stay here. Because and he's like, "Why?" Like, uh, because you know you're the only only one carrying the message. You are the message. And and she's like, "Everyone heard it. Everyone heard what the message is." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And K2SO is like. You said. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> it's, it's like you said one torpedo in the right place and the whole place will get blown away. The whole place will get blown away. <laughs> like he was really into it. Like for some reason he really appreciated that line. I thought it was so well done. Uh, I like when she finally hands him the blaster and he's like and something something about like, you know, unpredictable. I'm to like you now or, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I'm pretty Jane Erso, yeah. you uh, continue to be Unpredictable, I think. So it says. Or when uh, Cassian's like, you know, if we uh, if we run out, we get sucked into space. We'll, you know, whatever. And, and he's just like, I won't. Like, I will survive. No, not me. <laughs> I can survive in space. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's just so. It's brilliant. There was also a very nice nod, and it wasn't forced or overdone. It was wasn't almost like forced. Uh, yeah, Be yeah. careful not to choke. <laughs> Come on, sir. <laughs> on your dad jokes. Um, <laughs> Don't force the issue, critic. But they get on the elevator, 
And then Don't K2 make was like, I've light got a bad feeling. Of it. <laughs> He's like, K- they get in the elevator and K2 was like, I got a bad feeling. Like, shut up. No, shut no. up. <laughs> that was really good. Because uh, it, it was like, reference. Nope. It was, yeah. It, it, was actually, it was actually a call forward, if you will. It was a call. Well, was it though? Because in the prequels, they also did. I got a bad feeling about this in every movie in the prequels. Unfortunately, That's it was true, Anakin yeah. almost every time, which is a shame. Um, but yeah, but we all know it as a yeah another as a Han Solo a classic K two S O line, um, where he's <laughs> just back on Cheddar, and they're walking out, and they f- realize after all of the fightings happened, they then well. No, 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 it's just before that. They have a bit of a skirmish or something. They end up walking into a bunch of stormtroopers. And then, like, oh, shit, we better turn around and go away. And then they start creeping away. And then, like, hey, you there, what you doing? And K2 stood with them. And they're like, why are you taking these prisoners? And he's like, they're prisoners. And they're like, (laughs) yeah, why are you taking them? I am imprisoning them in prison. (laughs) (laughs) And and then he's like, we were going to Cassie and stuff. And he's like... And smacks him across the face, like backhands him, and he's like, "Shut up!" And there's, like, "I've got a fresh one again." If you start my, <laughs> <It's like, laughs> I also like when Jin shoots one of the uh, Imperial droids, and he's like, "Are you sure? That, how, were you sure that wasn't Did me? You know that wasn't me." So good, <laughs> so fucking good. And then there was that other one where, like. He, he did the old C-3PO thing when they're on the base and then the stormtroopers come in and he's trying to keep the door locked or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like... And he's like, oh, thank God, stormtroopers. Uh, yeah, the rebels, they went this way. Uh, and they were like... They're like, where are they? They went over that way. And then they come on the walkie-talkie like, K, where, K2, where are you? And like, there's one. <laughs> and then he just like, oh, screw it. And then picks one stormtrooper up and beats the other two stormtroopers with him and then throws him at the last stormtrooper. Amazing. So he's honestly the best droid in any of the Star Wars movies. I, think. I like when he's, they're first walking through the base and he's just like, he's like looking at all the other Imperial droids like, how do I do this? Right, like, exactly. <laughs> just like sizing him up. Yeah, it was oh, really well so done. Good. Um, um, so, theory, Yeah. and I think it's a wide long shot we still don't know who Snoke is right could Krennic I know the planet got blown up but weird things have happened right I'm just trying to think of like how are they going to tell us who Snoke is I'm not sure well but he's not force sensitive so that's the other thing he's not uh, who's Snoke no 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 yeah uh, Krennic right yeah no he's just a douche yeah he's an officer (laughs) he's like a so that's that's the only reason why it doesn't hold up but I'm just trying to think you know, I I can't help but think that they've probably peppered something in here that's going to feed in somehow. Yeah, uh, there know. was there was talk that maybe Darth Vader's butler with the robes was Snoke, but that got kiboshed pretty quickly by Pablo Vader, Hidalgo. Uh, we didn't we didn't talk about this, but Darth Vader just fucking sithing out right at the end. Oh, I was going to get there. Like so, okay, because we haven't. Okay, so the mission at the end, I think, which is probably. Probably the best this, forty-five this movie, minutes of movie yeah, this, that I've this, ever seen. This movie, first two acts, weren't slow, but it was very. It was assembling the crew. It was getting it was informative, and it was like you're in. You're like, yes. Yeah, this is this essentially is a heist movie, isn't it? And it's like building the crew. It's Mass Effect two, right? So, so you you know the you know it's not necessarily loyalty missions, but they're bringing the team together. Yeah, and it was it was had this great pace. 
and usually it builds up and all of a sudden you get to that climax and you're like, whoa, that was crazy. This was just like, we're going about 60, 65, yeah. and all of a sudden it's just like, we're going to go buck 20 yeah, all of a sudden. That's, yeah, this, <laughs> and it, it's relentless. I mean, literally, the minute that Mon Mothma hears that there's rebel activity on that Cassie, and she's Cassius, like, is it called? Nice. Um, Scarif? Scarif, thank you. Yeah, there's rebel activity on Scarif, um, and it's unauthorized because no one was down with it. And she's like, "Well, what about that Mon Calamari guy?" And he's like, "Oh, he's already gone. Yeah, he's yeah he's he's he took all the armada. And he's gone." <laughs> she's like, "All right." <laughs> it's like, "Okay, she's everyone, tight. force me with these X-wings. Get the fuck out of here. Go." <laughs> and uh, I can't get my wet rubs dirty. Yeah, but that was amazing because it was all that whole unity thing because there's a point, and it's it's I'm sure you didn't catch it because I didn't the first two times she says to Cassian um, something along the lines of oh yeah it's just be- like as they come out of that whole uh, rebellion meeting where they decide that she didn't get to rebel yeah to rebel but it wasn't unanimous <laughs> rebellion right so like mm-hmm. so they couldn't do anything and she walked out and all the people were like yeah we're with you kind of thing and she was like, uh, she says to Cassian real quick before they leave, uh, I thought I'd be doing this on my own. Um, and I'm used to doing all of everything on my own or something along those lines. Like I thought I was going to do it myself and I was, you know, just what I always did. And he said, welcome home. Like as though this, we're all in this together. You're among your own kind kind of thing. It's like, you know, uh, Solidarity among you know that, that, that the common mm. cause brings everyone together, and you know everyone will die for you here. That's the way they think. I welcome home. Um, you've been right. doing this on your own for so long. Now you're with everyone that's the same as you. And, and so there was that theme, and the fact that once they get wind of you know even after all of this politics and bureaucracy and everything going on in there, the fact that she just goes down and starts it. And then you see the entire rebellion just switch gears and like we're all there right now. Like that—that that was part of that whole idea. I mean, because yeah, they realize that they're like they're already so far ahead. They already are farther than they thought that she would get. Like, all right. right, let's back you up. Yeah, uh, but well, it's not just that. It's just like, oh shit, some shit's going down with our people. There right. must be some truth in this sauce. Let's get there. And it's not just let's send a someone to investigate it's like we'll send the entire rebellion like the entire yeah. thing because like i don't know how i lost count of the amount of ships that broke god that war warp- speed oh, oh god that was amazing it's like <laughs> it's like shit You're like oh shit the rebellion's here it's the rebels they're here um there was a the lot rebels, of them sir. they're here <laughs> the, the rebels they're here <laughs> that, they're here. <laughs> um yeah i mean it literally was a case of the rebels they're here there were a lot of them a lot of them um and of course, you know, you got your Mon Calamari's saying, oh, blue team, get in there, whatever. Blue squadron, get in there, start checking shit out, and whatever. Um, call signs, everyone call in. Love golden red leaders. Oh, that was so awesome. What a brilliant touch that was. As soon as Chills. That, I was like, that was the other one. <laughs> when, I saw, when I saw red leader, I was like, what? <laughs> it's him. Couldn't believe it. Amazing. Oh, man. When they uh, disabled the Star Destroyer and just like, we're going to push that into the other one. Yeah, the Hammerhead Corvette. Oh, that was so awesome. That was brilliant. And again, it's just like, everything happens here, and for some reason, everybody gets it. This is do or die. This has to happen, or this is the end of everything. Like, we need this at all costs. Everybody, put on your suicide pants. 
it, you know, like, put on your suicide mission pants, this is all or nothing. And everybody got it straight away. Those are usually brown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it helps. Because um, that Hammerhead Corvette guy, like, he's like, okay, ramming speed, straight there, everyone hold on, boom, and they do mm. it, and they gun it. Um, and pushing that fucking Star Destroyer into the other Star Destroyer. We've seen that before, but it was never like this. Um, no, I mean, just oh, so awesome. I know, so it's amazing. And that was a beautiful planet too but hey. hey it was gorgeous I really liked it it's, it's actually my wife's favourite Star Wars movie she loved really? everything yeah. about it she was like this is my favourite uh, she was crying my, at the end she, she, she was into it um, my, my work iPhone and iPad both are uh, it's, it's actually sent the link in the Slack channel there's like 43 great Rogue One wallpapers oh really and it's, it's the one where there's there's about a dozen stormtroopers about a, uh, maybe like mid uh Oh, let me a little above ankle deep in water and the tropical water, right. just kind of patrolling, and it's just cool because that's like the bottom, and there's just a bunch of cool blue water and sky above. Right. So really good it, oh yeah, I think I've seen that one before because there were a, a few shots for a while there where it was like here's stormtroopers in the water, guys. Um, yeah. And it was sometimes white stormtroopers, sometimes those death troop. Death troopers are great. Look, I know they call them scarf stormtroopers, but I like to call them beach troopers. <laughs> I th- I th- some of them were actually like called the shore color. troopers. But those death troopers, the all in black guys that didn't even the have crazy. like they didn't even speak English, I think. It was like <laughs> like couldn't even hear what they were saying. Um It was a different frequency. Was, <laughs> um but yeah, I mean channel two to understand them. Yeah. <laughs> and then of course like everyone starts dying and dying. And it's done in such a it way starts with K two SO, then Bodhi runs in he goes to run in and, and hit the switch. Oh, to transmit a grenade lands in there and he sees and it gra- yeah and then we s- and you're like that was brutal I was like I, I was waiting for him to grab it and throw it out because I was like so was he, I no, nobody else had died yet right? yeah. it was just it was K2SO and you're like oh they killed the droid and then you're like I thought he was going to run out and grab it and throw it and but he was no. just like staring at it and you're like oh shit oh actually no by this point Thingy had died uh, Chirut Imwe had died he did I thought he was after that no because I distinctly remember Oh, no, because they had to t- hit the switch for him to transmit. Right. And he transmits, and then the thing blows up, and Baze... The force is with me, the force is with me, the force is with me. Baze <laughs> sees the explosion in the distance when he's already seen Chirrut on the floor dead. Right. So that, And then he's just like, the force is with me. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was so fucking good. Um... And that you that bond between those two, you oh, know, so good. Like yeah. buds. He's like, "Don't go, don't go." Uh, and then he's like, "Okay, fine, we're all going." Um, mm-hmm. And then again, yeah, no, that that's like make ten men feel like a hundred. <laughs> so good. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, really, the heist wasn't technically complicated. It wasn't ridiculous, was it? It was just go in there. It just the plan worked really well. It yeah, against all odds, and she said, "We just keep taking chance after chance after chance." after chance until we die or, or until we we win or we all of our chances are spent and that's yeah. literally every step of the way was a freak chance mm-hmm. that barely you know if it happened yeah, any other way climb the thing. right if it happened any other way at all none of this would happen and I think that's the beauty of it at the end by the time the credits roll and you go man that was so fucking tenuous that was on a razor's edge like those yeah. plans and again, that and that brings us to, of course, you know, planet blows up, Krennic shot, blah. It's like Rogue One, may the Force be with you, because you're all dead, right? And that's and that's the end. And then Vader, let's launch a boarding party. 
Oh, it was so amazing, too. Whoa, I was not expecting that. Slice, slice, dude to the ceiling. And he, like, bounced and then stuck him there. Yeah. Force pull, like, six guns away at the same but time. But then as he was walking past him, he also... <laughs> sliced him in yeah. two with a bread knife, son! <laughs> like... <laughs> um, and then... And just the fact that those guys were just, you know, getting... Just keeping that card with the plans one step ahead of Vader and dudes just throwing themselves in front of him to just to give him a little bit more and you know a few more feet a few more feet further away and it was funny too because that guy who was just trying to get the door open I'm like just just throw the card through he's like just open it, it open it okay take it yeah, like, okay fine yeah like it was ridiculous but like in my mind I'm like you should have just given somebody the card that was yeah you would have <laughs> got that would have been easier um and then he gets stabbed through the door oh god yeah like literally seconds after he's like hands it over vzz. And then the, they break away. And then he's killing everybody, and the guy's running with the card, gets shot, falls over, hands the card over to another guy in the next section, who then Galaxy's seals it off. relay race. <laughs> it's, and, then, and then it's like, quick, seal it off, we're going. And then that's it, they seal it off, and they break and away. Your Highness, I was like, <gasps> dude, and she says, hope. Oh, yeah. And then, literally, you could just flip on episode four. Really? I mean, ten minutes after that? You know, all they do is that it's just, like, one warp jump after that. He's, he's just looking and then just retracts the saber as he's just staring. Yeah, that was just fucking... It was good to see Vader do this, and, and it was good to see him do it. It was rewarding in a way that the Yoda horseshit wasn't. Because the Yoda shit just felt like grandstanding, it's and it really was unnecessary. Like, we've seen Vader fight a lot, but we haven't really seen him, like, just... Pummel. No, I mean that's the thing. We've seen him just be, you know, oh, oh yeah, throwing all of his weight behind it because he was like a big dude, and he's he's not clumsy, but it's purposeful and it's forceful, forceful. And, ah. and it's, but the thing is, there's not much martial artistry to it, right. where uh, because Vader's not supposed to need it, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. He's, yeah, you know, I don't, you know, he's just. He's a fucking battering ram. He's like a bulldozer of the force, right? And the lightsaber just helps. Like, mm -hmm. and to see him, the, the way they, I mean, there was no crazy choreography. There was no, oh, should we do this? Should we do that? It was like, just make him fight the way we've seen him fight. Swinging that shit like it's a massive glaive, like, you know. Yeah. And, but couple that with all of his force shit that he does and just, Boom. You know, like in motion, just barely stopping for anything. Um, yeah, and I, I really hope uh, episode eight brings some pretty badass stuff like that. Yeah, I mean it should do. You know, because um, you know, I mean, there's, I, I, there's a place in my heart for the prequels. It's not a big place, but there's a place um, because <laughs> just because it has the name Star Wars, right? On. But it, you can. That's more like a renaissance. That's more like a. A fairy tale, right? That's like, oh, the mm -hmm. grand old days of the Republic. And it's like, you know, Jedi are just wonderful, you know, supreme beings. And uh, uh, the sword fighting is flurries. And, and it's very, you know, choreographed. And it's just a dance. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a dance between masters. And all of this stuff. And, you know, there's big palaces. And everything's grand and big and posh. And everyone speaks in a very, you know, stilted way. And I think a lot of it's deliberate. I think some bum notes hit so hard it just drags the whole thing down. Um, but each sword style has its place in Star Wars. 
Luke was not particularly excellent with his sword play. Um, he was proficient, and he used the mm. Force to kind of help him get around. Plus, there weren't many Jedi's to fight when he was around, so he didn't really have to bust out his lightsaber that much. Um, of course, when he and did, it was... Would, a, if you have well, one. I mean, you, you know, whenever no one's looking. Um, if you don't use it, it's, you lose it. You can wash it as fast as or slow as you want. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> penis joke so the but this Darth Vader thing the way they did it just felt natural and and that extends across pretty much the whole movie with the exception of bum notes hit by Saul Saul Guerrero's areas there in the movie that could have worked with a little bit more time because that's one thing that Abrams can't do for shit is let a movie breathe for a second. He can't do it. It's not in him. Um, but Gareth Edwards... Do this anyway. <laughs> right. But Gareth Edwards, he wasn't afraid of, of spending an extra few seconds on a hanging shot or a pause in the dialogue or just to s- a camera that can sweep in through a scene and slowly take things in and to mm-hmm. pan up and just show you it had a really strong sense of place and... None of it felt f- forced, or it didn't really feel surplus to requirements of the film or the narrative. Everything just seemed to be just right, and that's the way A New Hope was. It felt like you were just peeping into a window of some entirely different world and universe and, and life, right? Mm-hmm. And it was it would have gone on whether you were looking at it or not, because it felt everything felt naturally in its right place. It aged itself properly. It placed itself correctly in in its own mythos and and how how the audience explored it. Did a really good job of that. So it just felt like 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 I said, a piece of history that you were just observing. This felt yeah, right. that way as well. Force Awakens felt like a like a sizzle reel, like a showcase, like Millennium Falcon, everybody. TIE FIGHTERS EVERYBODY! STORMTROOPERS EVERYBODY! LASERS! It just all felt... Vers- hey, I'm Solo! True back. It just all felt like in your fed. Look at all these Star Wars things we got. Star Wars here. I mean, it wasn't... I mean, I bought in. But... Yo, I, so did I. And it's, <laughs> and it's not the worst Star Wars movie at all. I, no. In fact, I think it's a very good way to kind of carry Episode it one. on. It, yeah, well, and, and... And I think 8's going to be great and all that good stuff. It just... Great, great. I, f- I felt a little hollow coming out of to- the Force Awakens. I thought it's great, but there's some things I'm just not happy with, and I'm looking at you, Star Killer Base, again. That if ever there was a prime example, a textbook example of surplus to requirements, Star Killer Base was it. There's no justification for it. You can't explain it away in the story of the narrative. There's no way anyone could have afforded it. There's no way anyone would have given the money to make it. It's stupid and preposterous and it's just overly sized. And the rebellion didn't really give a shit. Like, oh no, this is actually a bigger. It's this was the old Death Star. This is the Star Killer Base. Oh, it's bigger. The end. This was like. It's because they fought for the dream. The dream. The rebellion. So it. But I mean, this Death Star, as far as MacGuffins go, the plans. This Death Star was like. It was like a. It was the nuke. It was the nuke of Star Wars. And everybody realized the gravity of what it was. It was a planet 
killer. From the minute the guy says it, it's some kind of planet killer. A planet killer? That's insane, right? And, you know, they were just digging up, like, they were just kind of hollowing out planets to get the Kyber to use lasers on this thing. It was so destructive. And, and it's just like a ridiculous experimental weapons platform of just unnecessary roughness. Like, just the most obscene display of power and, and irresponsible that shot when it's like coming over the planet horizon oh when it just yeah it appears um out of warp i guess because it warps which i guess it would have to um and yeah there's like a haze cutting through it because it's like right on those that's actually my wallpaper it's such a good (laughs) shot it's such a good everything they do like the like the upside down the upside down uh shots of it and just Oh yeah, it's just so good the way they do. They tilt it up because we're just gonna aim it at a specific area. So like, we're gonna aim it. Yep. So, when it comes to the machete order, do you bookend it now, starting with Rogue One and ending with Seven? So it would be Rogue One, four, five, two, three, six, seven. Yeah, right, cause, yeah, yeah. Because machete, it's just yeah. bookending it. Yeah, because machete order just says, "Don't worry about one." Yeah, and then you kind of you do, uh, do four, five, four, five, and then like the the kind of dream sequence or the the you know, right, right, right. Um, Especially because when you go to the the uh, recent version of six, you get the Anakin Force Ghost. Right. Exactly. So it's yeah, and you other than to, that, then they're like, "Who's that guy?" <laughs> right. Like, hey, um, yeah, I, I, it, I won't. I'm not happy watching A New Hope in isolation now without fronting it with Rogue One. Right. Um, just because the way it ends is... It's not even like, oh, it's the perfect build-up. It's the first half of A New Hope now. It's the first half of that movie now. If, right, because there wouldn't be A New Hope if that didn't happen. Exactly, and the thing is just like... For some reason, the gravity of everything that they do at the end of Rogue One space joke <laughs> the, <laughs> the gravity of it for like the I th- power, the, the power the, like, um, I said this on the Slack channel like for some reason the intensity and the urgency of everything that they do and the desperation and the just you know one more you know a couple of feet further away from Darth Vader to get these plans away from him he's chasing the carnage throw dudes ahead you know we gotta slow him down we gotta get these plans here it's all about this one thing um and it also it almost makes the initial parts of a new hope those opening 10 minutes or 20 minutes whatever it was almost seems a little less urgent than i think is appropriate now you know what i mean right, right, right. i mean yeah they're standing there and everything and well they might have thought they got away right right but then you know leia walks in darth vader only you could be so bold you know like you weren't on any mercy mission this time. It just all seems a little but, bit. I've been chasing you, you know. Like, but she she didn't have an urgency at the end of Rogue One either. She was just like, oh, all right. That's hope. a good point. Yeah. She wasn't like, okay, let's keep going. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, it doesn't ruin it. It doesn't ruin a new hope. Um, but it, it, it. The rebels, sir. The the here. The, the here. Um, it just gives it. Everything that happens in A New Hope, it gives it more gravity now. And it's like, the fact that Red Red 5 gets blowed up. Mm -hmm. Opening up a call sign for Luke, right? I mean, just these little things are amazing. The fact that we see 
gold leader, red leader. They're getting shit done with their, you know, with the rebellion and everything else. Meanwhile, farm boys, you know, fucking around with power converters and shit. Like, and, you know, trying to buy droids and shit. Uh, but, like, he's farm boy, you know, future hero, unrealized potential. That's happening right now on another planet. And mm -hmm. all the shit's going on. The story follows, comes close to Luke. He gets swept in. Now he's with the rebellion. Uh, yeah, he's a new like, he's a new chapter in their history now, right? And he's on uh, red. He's red five now, and he's with red leader, gold leader, and the, this is the next rebellion mission, desperate thing that they're doing. Rogue One and A New Hope now need to kind of be together. They need to be the same because yeah. it's it's one thought. Death Star plans. Get the Death Star plans, give them the layer, you know, blah 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 blah. Destroy the Death Star using those plans. That that it's it's one continuous thought now, and mm -hmm. I think for someone to have done that so successfully is beyond miraculous. For sure, I I have no idea. I mean, there was talk of you know, there's production problems. That Gareth Edwards has been kind of push back a little bit they're bringing in a new writer a new editor or a new like you know they've been seen on set there's like two directors now or something i don't quite know what happened um whatever the end result is i think Saul Guerrero's shit got chopped up but that aside they have a killer movie i i couldn't have i couldn't be happier that yeah it was really well they done. Really exceeded well done. every single expectation i had for this movie absolutely i can't wait to own it You've gone really Skypey here. Can you hear me now? Do I need to shut my Hello? shit down? Hello. Huh? Can you hear me? Good. You've gone very Skypey. Yes. R Hi. Oh, okay. I yeah. can, but you're very oh. Skypey. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Maybe. it's fine. I mean, our our local audio will be fine. All right. Cool. Okay. Anyway, that's that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, can't really so be overall, too much lot more, but it's a good one. Yeah. So overall, uh, two thumbs up. Um, I'm not as confident for a Han Solo movie. <laughs> um, I'm not as confident on those because I'm getting a taste that this could be another fan service by way of here's the Millennium Falcon, here's Han Solo, here's Lana Calrissian, here's Chewbacca, you know, like... Would you call it a fan solo movie? A fan solo! Um, it might be a little bit be a little bit too young Indiana Jones Chronicles shit for my liking, I'm not sure. Han Solo is Harrison yeah, Ford, I mean, Harrison Ford is Han Solo. They've got they've got time to work on it. I'm, they I'm do. So, so far, I'm going to say two for two they will in have terms to, of being happy with what came out. Yeah. They'll have to tie uh, in a lot of stuff, I think, in order to kind of make it worth everyone's while. Yeah, I saw. The, I, I don't know who the actor is, which is a good thing. I I, I don't want. It to yeah, be... you don't want to be someone you know. Um, I've seen the guy, yeah, the guy from this. I've seen the the guy's face, but you know, it's like when you casting rumors and you go, "Oh, it's this person." You look at him and go, "That looks like eh. yeah," because you haven't seen them in the role yet. It's like right, and I can I can see some resemblance and I think obviously when you're done with wardrobe and all that stuff like it'll probably be decent yeah um Donald Glover's Lando is fantastic to me <laughs> Donald Glover he was in Community which I haven't seen 
he does some stand-up. I'll, I'll he does some music. I'll check it out. Um, if you actually type in Donald Glover Lando, somebody actually he already did it. I can mock up. Photoshopped a mustache, and I'm like, that's that's incredible. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm optimistic on it, but we got we got episode eight to go through before I have to really worry too much about that. Images. Here we go. Oh. Yeah, shit. That could actually. That's pretty good, actually. Is the one where he looks like he's dressed up as Lando? Yeah. Why they put Lando's clothes on? <laughs> and and a mustache. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually. I think it'll work. That could work. Oh yeah, yeah, it could work. Yeah. Okay. All right. You never know. Maybe that'll work. Who knows? Yeah. Okay. Um, not that anyone could replace Billy D. Williams ever, but. No. It's impossible. Um, yeah, but I'm, I, I, I think episode eight's going to be better than seven, because I think you know they had to get off the ground, and now, Rain Johnson do what he needs to do. I mean, I'm, I'm in the optimist camp where I think they use the same formula, just to kind of to palate cleanser, right? Like, here's what Star Wars is about. Here's yeah. I mean, they couldn't go the, too the, off the, script. Um, but now they can, right? Like here's you, you talk to people and you understand who these characters are. You you know because there's a whole new generation of people who have not been as you know into Star Wars you know, right. or as exposed. I guess would be the best word. Right. Um, so I think they did some sort of formula that could capture a new audience, and then the f- nostalgia and familiarity for the current audience. Right. Um, I'm, and I'm sure they're very well aware that they're like you know some people are going to know that this is <laughs> it's another Death Star. Yeah. Right. Oh, dude. But, but now I think going forward, now they can go wherever the hell they want. Uh, you know? what's going on with my audio? What do you mean? Oh dear. Why do I only have twenty minutes? Oh no. Oh, you know why? Because I. Pulled my headset. Unplugged your microphone. Oh god. Well, at least we have. <laughs> at least we have uh, the uh, broadcast. <laughs> yep. Jesus, dude. Nice. Fuck. Uh, I'm just well, staring at twenty happens. minutes worth. Fucking goddamn this. We can probably rip it from the actual broadcast. Too. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to because there's no other record of it otherwise. <laughs> Nice. Oh, Everything. Well, good thing we did. Good thing, good thing we did the outro music. <laughs> Actually, yeah, it is. Um, shit. All right. Fine. God bless it. All right. Anyway, we should wrap it up anyway. Um, fuck. All right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, 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 no. All right. Yeah. Well, that's a show I'll anyway. Wrap that up. Okay. Cool. Um. Yeah. Well, we already did our outro stuff. We did. So, so yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening. Sorry if it's, everyone's still listening. I don't know. Um, yeah. So, if Star Wars um, is great, guys. Yeah, and obviously, hopefully, you have watched it if you're listening to this. So, tell us what you think. Yep. Cool. All right. Baby says yes. All right. Cool. All, All right. right, man. Get some rest. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Until next time. Wizard. Wizard. All right. I'm going to stop stream. <laughs>